0: The new choice for sports talk in Michigan. Three homegrown guys that live and breathe local sports. That's how I roll. Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. How many guys does it take to be wrong about everything?
2: Happy to work out. Back to work, everyone.
0: It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim.
3: Ten seconds to go. Everybody cheer it. Bo Bennett out the center fires it. Jimmy Howard sticks it into the corner. Crowd making noise. Pile up in that right corner, and the game is over. And in the final game at Joe Lewis Arena, the Detroit Red Wings defeat the New Jersey Devils 4-1. They sent it out in
4: style. That building was a big reason why I'm a sports fan. Late 90s, Red Wings, that's how I fell in love with sports. They win last night 4-1 over the New Jersey Devils, send the building out in style. And it wasn't just the game. I mean, Drew, it was the red carpet before the game and then the ceremonies afterwards. That was a special night in Detroit, and you could tell the fans wanted to be there. They wanted to live and relive those memories. And it's weird, like, sports can be so poetic, right? It's Henrik Zetterberg's 1000th career game. He scores a goal naturally in the final game at the Joe. Riley Sheehan, guys getting mocked. There's a Twitter account. Did Riley Sheehan score? And it's just 80 no's over and over again during the season. He scores the first goal of the game. He scores the last goal of the game to shut down the jail. There was something in the air last night, man. It was. It,
5: it was something different, man. It almost made me not want to scream out Tinky Winky when Riley scored. <laughs> for those of you that don't get that reference, use your Google machines. I'm
4: not doing he, it for he, you. He wouldn't dress up in a teletype. Never mind. Anyway, You can Google it. It's
5: a story for another day. <laughs> story for another day. But... Uh, Last night was something special. Last night was, you know, again, and, and the the response from a lot of people has been, "It's a building, and it was a crappy building." It's not just a building. It is though. It, it's it's more. It's it's the building, and it's the things that happened inside of that building. For guys your age, Jim, for guys my age, we don't have a lot of the negative memories of the Joe that a lot of other people associate with it. Guys, Greg's age and. I'm sure he'll show up when he feels like it. Um, but, you know, guys our age, you know, uh, producer Chris, producer Fongers, yeah. all we have are mostly super positive memories of the Joe. You know, Joe Lewis Arena is a place where the playoffs happen. It's where the best sports team in Detroit plays. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, it's the home of the champions. It is the home of the captain, the perfect human. The It's... It's so many more things than just an old hockey barn.
4: The building itself is a dump. But,
5: oh, yeah. But you oh, right. can't argue with that. What
4: took place inside of those walls is pure Detroit.
5: By the way, while we're talking hockey, breaking hockey news, oh, here we go. Red Berenson officially retires at the University of Michigan. He was meeting with Ward Manuel this afternoon, and MSU Hockey has hired alum Danton Cole.
4: That was something that we had heard could take place. As, as far as the Michigan job, and we could talk about it a little later in the show, keep an eye on Mel Pearson from Michigan Tech. Worked with Red previously. We've had Mel on the show. People have tapped him as kind of the coach in waiting at Michigan whenever Red Baronson steps down. So I'm sure more details are going to come out, some quotes I'm sure. Uh, we'll update people on, on exactly where Michigan hockey goes from here. A down year, probably should have left last year on, on a higher note. But uh, certainly a legend, and it comes right off the heels of of the Joe closing, another legendary hockey um, icon in the state of Michigan. But, Drew, last night to me, it was a constant reminder of the glory days, right? Because it's it's all those guys, legend after legend, walking out of the tunnel, and the memories you have associated with so many of those names – And the team even played better. So, like, in another sense, it was a reminder of the glory days. They controlled the puck. They controlled the shots, the scoring chances. It did feel like this is Red Wings hockey. It was a reminder of the team I grew up watching. You know, they got highlights of Zetterberg and Lidstrom and Fedorov. They're showing you the fights. McCarty and then Vernon coming out to fight Waugh. Four Stanley Cup celebrations, you know, that they won while they were occupying Joe Louis Arena and just legend after legends and it was just flashbacks on loop. It was it was a reminder that this franchise is the gold standard of hockey in the United States. It was a reminder that they've earned that mantle, that it's a standard that should be upheld. They never settled and they became champions. This franchise never settled and that's why we were able to have those memories, why we we're able to have those championships and those characters Play hockey in Detroit. They didn't settle when they gave away a car per game to grow attendance in the early 80s. They didn't settle when they snuck Sergei Fedorov into the country back in the old uh, USSR <laughs> days. You know, the cloud of darkness. They didn't settle when they went out and got the greatest living coach on the planet in Scotty Bowman. They didn't settle when they got Brett Hall and Luke Robitaille and traded for Dominic Hasek. They never settled. They demanded excellence. And that excellence was on display last night.
5: I'm just shocked that you, Jim Costa, are happy that they won that game. I understand last game at the Joe Louis Arena, it's a big
4: deal. But that also did potentially hinder their draft position with that one more win, didn't it? Uh, They're going to be seventh. I think it was going to be sixth or seventh either way. Right.
5: No. Is the the happy feels leaving the Joe worth dropping a spot in the draft?
4: Well, first of all, the lottery is going to settle it out. Um, All right. And no, I mean, listen, I wanted them to lose a lot of hockey games down the stretch. And honestly, I'm not even thrilled that they won the game last night. I, to me, last night was about pregame and postgame. Pregame and postgame. The red carpet, the players coming back, the postgame, the memories, the the storytelling. That's what last night was. Honestly, I, I'm not thrilled that they won the hockey game. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing that I took away, in addition to it being a reminder for how great this franchise has been, You also thought about it and you said, boy, it's also a reminder of of where they're not right now, right? They left the building not making the playoffs. And it was a reminder that a franchise that never used to settle has started to settle. They've been settling since 2010. And last night was a reminder that the mighty have fallen. They're a shell of the proud past that they were honoring last night. You know, and you got to look at it and say, listen, the building's changing. That's fine. It was almost oddly poetic, though, speaking of sports being poetic, that as the team drifted away from the excellence that Joe Louis Arena housed, the building followed, right? I mean, they, they have not been a relevant hockey Stanley Cup contender since 2010, 2011, it, it's time for a new era, and, and a building comes with it. So in a lot of ways, I'm sad because this is a place where I became a sports fan. But it's time for a new era, both with the roster and, and the building will accompany that. It is. And, and, you know, it's just...
5: It was bittersweet, you know? it was Because you know they're going to get a barn that's befitting of their greatness next year as as a franchise. Not this team specifically.
4: <laughs> but the history of the franchise. But
5: the history of the franchise. The greatness that is the winged wheel. And it's, it's time for the move. It's time for it to happen. It's time for modernized bathrooms. <laughs> no troughs? No troughs. So? I swear by everything holy, if they're... If there's, there's one a, trough. No, no. Even as like a joke, if there's a trough, no, that's not It's not funny. An honorary trough. An on- a some, symbolic some trough. Some type
4: of gold-plated trough somewhere. I'm just saying it'd be nice. It'd be a nice touch.
5: <laughs> it would not be a nice touch. There's nothing nice about those troughs.
4: 866-314-9696. The Joe closes last night. What was your favorite part about it? What stood out to you? Because for me, it stood out. The reminder that this franchise is capable of great things, that they've achieved great things, and it was also a, a reminder that the franchise has fallen. That's what last night was to me. It was a reminder that this team has fallen, that they've started to settle. And you know, Drew, it's funny. You get those Facebook notifications for memories, right? Yeah. One of mine today, super corny. Uh, I was posted six years ago, back when I was in college. It was just change is inevitable, growth is optional. Change is going to happen. You're going to change the building for the Joe. Right. The growth of this franchise, that's optional. They're going to a new building. I hope there's some great memories. You hope there's some great memories. But it's optional. There's no guarantee that this franchise is going to move forward. And, and, and you know, I want to spend some time talking about that because there was something that was missing last night. With all the stars that were there and the video tributes, there was something missing last night. What was that? Tell you about it when we come back. Oh, tease
5: hey. oh, go, 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 It's
4: Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Red Wings closed the show out in style last night. Red carpet show beforehand, 4-1 victory. They actually played like the Red Wings of yesterday. And then they closed it out with an epic ceremony. Final song, Don't Stop Believing. Everybody sang Born and Raised in South Detroit. It was a special night. It was a reminder of how great this franchise has been. That the winged wheels the gold standard. They have 11 Stanley Cups. They won four at the jail. And they won because they were relentless and they never settled. Whether it was uh, giving away cars at the beginning. I mean, they could not get enough people into those hockey games. So they were giving away a car a game in the early 80s. To the 90s where, listen, you want to get some Russian players? You're going to smuggle them in. You're going to get Fedorov on a plane, and you're going to fly him over to this country, and you're going to add him to your roster, and he was a pivotal part to championships. You're going to trade for Brendan Shanahan. You're going to, you're going to put yourself out there and take some chances. You're going to throw money at big-name free agents. You're going to get Brett Hall and Luke Robitaille. You're going to trade for the Dominator and Dominic Kashuk. You will not settle. You will go for Stanley Cups. Last night was a reminder that this franchise has accomplished so much. It was a reminder of, of what made me a sports fan. You won't even admit that you're rebuilding. That's, that's but,
5: how set on it you are. But
4: hold on, Drew, but I think that's the difference here. While it was a reminder of all those good things, it was also a reminder that a team that never used to settle kind of started to settle, right? Right? I mean, they've kind of started to settle.
5: Here we go. They've
4: become a whole bunch of mediocrity. Well, they have. I mean, I know this is a bit that I've, I've been doing for a while now, but last night showed you they're not what they used to be. They're a shell of their, of their old self. Well, and, and the one thing that wasn't and never has been a shell of itself has been the fans. Right.
5: I mean, last night, you know, Ryan posted on our Facebook page that he can't call in, but he loved everything, uh, including the 30-plus octopi on the ice um mike mulholland one of the uh great photographers in this state we retweeted it at greg drew and jim on twitter he had a picture of all the octopi in a bucket and just said sorry Peta." like it's it's been one of those things that as you kind of watched this team begin to i i, I guess deteriorates the right word isn't it jim i'm trying to think of a better one than i can yeah well, there yeah they're synonyms so it'll work But as you've watched this team deteriorate, you kind of start to become this thing that I never thought Red Wings fans would become. And it's something that we make fun of in other franchises where you see fans having to lean back on the, yeah, but look at all the cups we did win. And that's
4: what last night was. Wasn't last night like Michigan football fan? Last night was like a lot of the fan bases that we pick on, man. It, It
5: really, really was. It was. Yeah, but look at all the hardware that we have won in
4: the past. Well, and I was happy they celebrated it, but there's the juxtaposition of do you see what's not continuing? Do you see how this has stopped? Do you see how you're playing a regular season hockey game and then waving bye-bye to this historic arena? There's a reason for that. Please don't ignore the man behind the curtain. And they tried to. And, Drew, that was the thing that was missing last night. Did you notice that Ken Holland was barely a part of last night's festivities. Maybe he was too emotional, Jim. Th- they showed him one time on the television broadcast, and it was him just kind of hanging over the rail alone, sitting by himself. It was very odd, just one TV shot of it. Everyone celebrating the history of the Joe, and he's noticeably left out. And when Steve Eiserman stepped up to speak, did you hear what people chanted?
5: Well, if, uh, if people didn't hear what was chanted... They can hear it right now. Come Come
4: Come 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 home, Stevie. What a shot at Ken Holland and what this franchise has become. Come home, Stevie. That was not one chant but three and four, and it rang out at Joe Lewis Arena last night. That's an hour after the game. The fans that are there are your diehard Red Wing fans that have those memories.
5: Well, that A- paid, it, God, how much for tickets? 250
4: bucks for the cheap seats. It wasn't 250 for standing room? Uh, I think they were the cheap seats at the top, but the prices could have gone up even before the game. You have your core fans cheering, come home, Stevie. Steve Eiserman is the general manager for the Tampa Bay Lightning, the same title that Ken Holland has. Fans were openly cheering for Steve Iserman to replace Ken Holland, who was sitting alone by himself in the upper, upper reaches of Joe Louis Arena. Did that strike you as odd that Ken Holland was so removed, so detached from last night? Do you think he feared being booed? I mean, why do you think he wasn't a part of that? I don't know. I mean, you are the president
5: of the Ken Holland Haters fan club. Thank you. You guys meet monthly. Yes. Dues are uh, due, by the way, uh, next Tuesday. You guys send in your dues. You don't want to miss out. Um, but Matt tweeting basically your sentiments, Jim, to us at Greg, Drew, and Jim. Don't let one night blind you to the fact that Holland, Holland ran the organization into the ground. Ken Holland, and we've said this multiple times on this show, on other shows that you and I have done together, Jim, that Ken Holland is a guy who it seems like never fully came around under the salary cap. Like, it was something that, and managing, you know, the larger roster of the Griffins and the Red Wings has been something that's given him trouble. And you, we, we all kind of thought, or at least I did, that with Jeff Blaschel becoming the head coach in Detroit, you would see some kind of balance, some better management of that larger roster because Blaschel was so good with the Griffins.
4: Again, I I just want to hammer this point one more time. Shocking. You want to hammer a point. Scotty Bowman sat and spoke, stood and spoke. Steve Iserman stood and spoke. You heard from Nick Lidstrom. Ken Holland was the GM for those four Stanley Cups, as I'm reminded every single day. Every time we say anything bad about him. And last night was a celebration of the past. At the very least, you would think he would have been a part of it. Do you think – I want to ask you this question. Do you think if he stood in front of that microphone, he would have been booed? Yes.
5: Because fans are
4: savages. Well, I think they're right, first of all. Now, that's obviously with my spin on it. Would you have booed him if you were there? I know that's like the hollowest of ground. They're closing the Joe. Everyone's in a feel-good mood. You think he would have been booed? I would have booed him. Would you? No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, but I'm not a a mean person. Um,
5: (laughs) Thank you. No, look, it's all about setting and timing, and and I guess appropriateness of it. You know, it was it was one of those things that, like, and you're gonna hate me for this analogy, but after uh, the the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. Undertaker retired, and let's let's look at Undertaker like he's the Joe Louis Arena of wrestlers. I think that's fair because he had roughly the same amount of lifetime and meant as much to those people as the Joe Louis Arena means to us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Roughly six straight minutes opening up the show of chanting, Thank You, Taker, right? Crowd going nuts. The guy who beat him at WrestleMania, his final night, Roman Reigns, comes walking out. Twice as long, 12 minutes of booze, FUs, and other things that I can't say on the radio. But w- was it not? And maybe this is. But the- it was, hold on, it was that they got their love out of the way first. And they booed later. The booze for Ken Holland will come next season. <laughs> Last night was not the time for booze. Can
4: we agree on that? Yes. C- can we also agree that come home Stevie is like the polite f you to Ken Holland? Uh, I don't know. If there's anything polite about this. Come home come home come home come
5: home That's not a small amount of fans either. That's not like one section got it going or like one group of people
4: got it going. That was the arena. Well, I think that was a moment where you had to look at it and think, boy, we're here to honor Steve Iserman, Nick Lidstrom. We're here to honor Brendan Shanahan and Sergey Fedorov, and we're here to honor... Chris Osgood and Mike Vern and the names go on and on. All of the great players that played at the Joe. We're here to honor all of them. And and why are we at the Joe? Why are you at this building that we all call a dump with with troughs and stale beer smell? Why are you here? You're here because of the greatness that happened inside of that building, and that greatness that happened inside of that building. It's gone, right? Right. It's eroded. I mean, I don't know what word you used earlier. It's, it's falling apart. Deteriorating. It's deterior- The greatness that got everybody into that building is gone. And in that moment, you go, well, who can bring it back? And Steve Eiserman's standing there, and you think, boy, he was the captain. He ushered in this era when they drafted him in 83. Everything changed. And then Ken Holland is, is sitting up there by himself alone, and you're going, he, he has watched this team erode. He's a reason why we're not in the playoffs right now? He's a reason why this team's not a contender. Because to be honest, I don't really care if they're in the playoffs as much as I think they need to become a contender again. And I think that's what it comes down to. Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. What did you think of the last game at the Joe? The, the ceremony beforehand, the game itself, and the post game. Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. That's eight six six three one four
5: ninety six ninety six. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Greg Drew and Jim and comment on Facebook, Greg, Drew, and Jim. Or you could just eventually show up for work, and then you can get your thoughts in like Greg. Shut up, Drew. You shut
6: up. <laughs> oh, Greg's here today. <laughs> you shut up. I I come with breaking news. What do you got? Mo Wagner and DJ Wilson have declared for the NBA draft. Without agents, though. That part is yes, key to note. Correct. Uh
5: That gives them until... I was until... going to say that. I'm just making key notes. I was just key notes.
6: I was trying to make people scared.
5: That gives them until May twenty fourth <laughs> to remove their names and
4: return to school. Correct. Correct. Well, Greg, what'd you think of the festivities?
6: Uh I thought it was fun to watch. It was I mean, look, you're not gonna get me to tear up over that dive. But um <laughs> but I mean it was cool. I'm glad the fans enjoyed it. I mean, I, I watched almost the whole thing. I thought it was pretty cool. Um I know I know that Jim had wood though. Over the uh Holland stuff. Oh yeah, I dude, mean, you should I have heard it.
5: him. You should have seen the like the grin squealings. on his face. It was like a it was like a wolf that saw a wounded bird <laughs> in the brush. Oh look, there's Kenny. But great. Kenny's up there in the in the loss. He's not even coming down.
4: Look at him. Look at him up there. Oh, I'm gonna rip him apart. What come on now? Was that not a giant fu from the fans? <laughs> come well, home,
6: Stevie. You know what though? Here's the thing. Don't you think they would have done that
4: to any sitting GM that Iserman showed? I mean, unless you just won a cup. So do you think that's more about Iserman being back or more about Ken Holland being back? It's more about Iserman. Uh, I think it's more about Iserman. It's so much more about Iserman. I mean, they Dude. love
6: him. There's a connection there. They love Steve Iserman. Because it is weird that the Tampa GM spoke, but not the Detroit GM. That's weird. Look, there's <laughs> that something is, that's not that odd about weird, it, but...
5: Maybe Holland knew he would be booed and was just like, nah, I'm good. Do you think he was hiding? No. I know Jim thinks that. No, yeah, well, Jim thinks every negative thing possible. He was hiding. And while he was hiding, he was selling drugs to children. (laughs) That's why he was hiding. There were a couple puppies he
4: kicked when he was up there. Oh, yeah, he was like, bring me another puppy to kick. He punted him down. So what did
6: you think of Karen Newman coming out and singing?
4: At the end? Well, she sang at the beginning. Well, yeah, I mean, she did the anthem, which is classic. Yeah, and then uh, she sang. What did she sing? The Faith Hill song. Yeah.
6: Uh, she sang um, "There You'll Be" by Faith Hill, or something like that. Yeah, it was a good song. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were trying to suck tears out of you. Oh yeah. Well, that's because that was the only reason to watch that game. But but was it really tearful? I mean, did you tear up? Jim.
5: Jim.
4: I mean, someone was cutting onions in my apartment. That's all I'm saying.
5: Are Jim you up No, I didn't cry over it, but Jim cried. It
4: it but no, it, it, I I found it very emotional because I, I've told really? you guys this. Yeah, I mean, there, that building and that team is a major reason why I'm a sports fan. The late '90s Red Wings were the team. Tiger I State. I. Okay. Well, you're just a, God, you're, you're just such a man. You're
6: overly right? emo- You're just a, you're a chick. <laughs> Did you cry when Eiserman lifted the cup? Please tell me you didn't. No, you were not. You were only five. Okay, <laughs> um,
5: so you could have been crying over something completely unrelated. It could have been, yeah, unrelated. Right,
6: like you might have pooped your
4: pants or something. Needed your deity changed. But, I know. Great, that was um, a celebration of the last twenty plus years of Red Wing hockey. That's what last night was.
6: Absolutely, it was celebrating the era. It's more about uh, time than the building. Yes, you know it was about a place and time, and that was fun. It's like, um, it's kind of like when you lose a dog, right? Like if you have a dog as a little boy, that's your your childhood dog, and then you get one when you're a bachelor, and it's like when you when you lose them, you're you're closing the door on a chapter, and that's what that was. You're right; it was closing a door on a chapter. The building itself, I couldn't I couldn't muster up a tear over. I was like, really. You people miss all the pee state, pee stained uh, bathrooms and stale beer and puke and vomit. <laughs> I ain't gonna miss that, baby. I'm stoked for the new joint to open. I can't wait to get a look. That's what I'm thinking. Get rid of this dump. But by the way, did you see they're shutting it down in September? Like knocking it down by September 19th?
4: Is like that Riverfront
6: property? Come on. Now. Well, I guess they're putting up condos. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Man, I don't.
4: Get- Wouldn't you love to live there? In Detroit now. I mean, on the riverfront, no. on the site of old Joe Lewis Arena.
6: The Joe Lewis Arena Apartments? Because that's what they did when they tore down Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. Ebbets Field Apartments. So we'll call them Joe Lewis, and I know some radio stations spell it L-E-W-I-S. Joe Lewis Apartments. <laughs> did you see that tweet go out this I, I, I did. You didn't? No, I didn't. Uh, local radio station, <clears throat> 971. Um, they sent out a tweet. And it said closing of Joe Lewis Arena, L E W I S. So of course, that was Twitter fodder. And everyone was saying uh I love uh I, I wrote I love the song Lewis Lewis from the movie Animal House. Savage. <laughs> Sav A F, Greg. Uh no doubt, brother. All right, eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety96 What did you take from last night, huh? Huh? Was it uh, emotional for you? Drew cried. I did not. But Drew, you did not? No. See, I thought you would, Drew. You're nah, an emotional man. guy.
5: I am an emotional guy, but it's it's a building. I know. You Sticks know, and stones, right? It's, it's a place, and my memories of the Red Wings will move with it. I mean, it was where I saw my first Wings game. I got to go and check out part of a game with Jim earlier this season. So I filled yep. my quota. I'm not a bad yep. fan. Uh, and I'm gonna, but Jim gonna move cried. On with
6: my life. And he did I, cry, though. We get hype for Little Caesars Arena. Jim cried, Drew. I know. We should delve into that. Something's going no, on Jim's, in his life. Jim's just that he trying cried. to
5: open up more. You know, he's he's <laughs> trying to grow into a more complete person, to have interests more than just
6: sports and hating me. He doesn't want to be a, a despicable, angry human being his whole life. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. All right, well, we'll break that down coming up next. Is Jim a despicable, angry (laughs) human being? Did he peel back some of the layers last night? We'll talk about that. Also, uh, yesterday's Tiger game we'll get to. uh, That was not fun. Uh, We shall discuss. You're listening to Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. All right, welcome back. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. It's a Monday after opening day. Jim is – we got to get a Jim crying Jordan face (laughs) because he cried yesterday when Joe Louis Arena closed. If someone wants to make that for us. Yeah, we would appreciate that, and we would go ahead, and we would social media that and put it on our website and make fun of Jim with it. Anybody else shed a tear over Joe Louis Arena? Phil tweeted to us at Greg, Drew, and Jim. He says, I got
5: goosebumps about the memories – but didn't cry like Jim, I'm glad he's opening up.
6: (laughs) Yeah, Jim was weeping openly. Did you get down in front of your TV and just scream, why? Why? Damn you, Red Wings. Damn you all the hell.
4: (laughs) No, I'm not even that sad that the building is closing. I mean, it sucks because that's obviously a place that, you know, I became a sports fan at. I was sad because they're not that team anymore yeah you know, like that's right. that realization like you watch all these great people walk through the building and walk out of the tunnel and you see all the highlights and you go boy that's the team that I loved watching that's the team that brought me all these memories and that team doesn't exist anymore that team's not here anymore that's the realization that I thought was sad. I wasn't sad that the building was closing. I I enjoyed the celebration last night. It was emotional. The only thing that got me sad was just knowing they're not that team anymore. And you kind of always knew that, but when you put it and you juxtaposition it with everybody else that was there and all the Stanley Cups, and then you look at what you've got and you go, that's not the same thing. We don't have that anymore.
6: Well, it's it's inevitable change, man. It's got to happen. I will tell you, though. I was starting to brush up on my NHL draft picks last night. There you go. Oh Got to get that defenseman, that Casey kid. <laughs>
5: I had to Google, does the NHL have a draft? I'm always surprised when it's yes.
6: <laughs> uh, another one said, I cried manly tears because the place was a huge chunk of my childhood.
4: Nothing wrong with that. It's fine, bro. I,
6: I, I would tell you there's something missing in your life if you're crying over an arena. Nah.
5: I get people who cried. I understand it. I understand it. I don't.
6: I don't I don't. it kind of creeps me out. Hold on there. Have you year. ever
5: have you have you ever cried at a movie, Greg?
6: Uh only with dogs.
5: Okay, but non-dog related <laughs> movies. No. Yeah. See you 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 have a uh I think you have a hard time a identifying man. with things that don't like personally impact you. The Joe closing personally doesn't impact you at all because now nope. you just get to pee in nicer bathrooms. <laughs>
6: Right, I get to pee in nicer bathrooms, I get to pay more for beer, um, right. and it's not going to st- stink like hot ass in the arena that I go to anymore, and that's fun. So that'll be nice. Yeah. Um, but I had that with the palace, and they're closing that too tonight. Has <laughs> there ever been a, a, a place that closed two stadiums in in two days?
4: Do you realize after and, uh, tonight hang on. is the palace actually closing? Uh here we. Go. Well, no, no, no,
5: I mean, I get that well, basketball. Well, it's not technically right, right. away.
6: They're going to sell it and demolish it. Yeah. Right.
5: That's, that's my thing. And I think that's part of why, and I know I missed you guys debating this last week, but I think that's part of why you're not seeing the outpouring of emotions, you know? You're not seeing the outcry of, the palace, oh, my God, I saw so many Black Eyed Peas concerts
6: there. Okay, but what's the difference? Because you're never going to watch a basketball game there again. Just like you're never gonna watch a basketball a, a hockey game at the Joe again, but you're never gonna watch anything at the Joe again right' right, but yeah, but that's the the point is though is I think they're gonna they've already said that no one's buying the stadium, it's going away right, and so tonight's the last chance I mean, are they even gonna really bid on concerts i I would keep making money as long as it's open, why as not
5: long as as yeah as long as the door's still there, and someone owns it as they say, make hay while the sun shines. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's true. But for me, it's like, you know, you own a house, but you're going to go rent an apartment. I don't get that. So anyway, they're going to close it tonight that's for basketball. Gonna,
5: it's not even going to go rent an apartment. You're going to go timeshare a condo. Yeah, <laughs>
6: right. Like
4: a really <laughs> swanky, a- expensive condo. Well, but there's going to yes. be certain concerts. I mean, it's probably not going to be the top tier acts. They're going to go to Little Caesars Arena. But there's right. still a niche I mean- audience, right, that could still go to the Palace. Not, not long-term. I don't know. I'm truck, just... truck pulls? Sure. Wow. <laughs> I know that's... So, well,
5: so, the, so Jim's going to weep out, over the, the truck sir, pulls? The Silverdome
4: <laughs> parking lot was hosting drag races. But isn't that how you want your stadium to go out, though, is with a big event? Would you want to go uh, out with the track pull or the truck pull?
6: Oh, did you hear Keating last night? Oh. Did you hear what he said when he closed it out? Uh, it was cringeworthy. Hear this, Drew. He said...
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus
6: so that they knew tonight would be the last night or something to that effect he said that wow
5: really <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah because we couldn't have still had that same party last night with the team in the playoffs right i mean i I couldn't believe it I was like you got to be ridiculous you got to be out of your mind that's ridiculous <laughs> 96. So, oh. so uh did you talk- did you cry last night like Jim Jim cried he went crying that's how my kid used to say it really? I went crying he would say dad the reason I went crying when he was like four Aww. anyway I know isn't thats not that funny that's adorable so <laughs> so anyway. Jim cried, Drew and Greg didn't. Anyone else? Anyone else cry over the Joe closing out? Because I'm glad it's gone. On to bigger and better things. Um, so, yesterday. How'd you feel about how that game ended yesterday, Jim? Tigers lose the game after taking a 4-3 to lead on the Castellanos home run. And here comes Big Butt Rondon. Or as I've been calling him, round one. Round one. Did you see his ERA, by the way? It's 50. Oh. In two innings. No, it's
4: not. <laughs> That's First of all, no, 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 hold on. It's 50. That's how many pounds of beef he ate yesterday. I will not <laughs> allow you to shame Bruce Rondone. His ERA is 40.5 for your information. <laughs> you got me. Uh, I mean... When he came in, did he he walked the first two guys right? He walked one, then gave up a single, and then intentionally loaded the bases. Yes, it only took seven pitches, which I mean, really effective work. Way to go! He he came in and he was throwing ninety four, which right away was like, oh, something's up here with Bruce. Bruce. Well, number one, he's fat.
6: No. Hey, wait a minute! Yeah, Be- it's careful. ridiculous. He's, he went full Bartolo. This. Careful where you go with this. <laughs> He went full Bartolo Cologne. Drew, I don't care if you and I are fat. We're not pitching. Yet. <laughs> we're allowed. And he, so he goes so, – so the question Jim got on Twitter is what, what kind of piqued our interest in this. Jim said – somebody tweeted at Jim and said, is this on Osmus? And I thought, well, why would it be on Osmus? At some point, players play, right? Ron job is the setup man. Yeah, you can argue whether he should be a setup man, but that's his job. He was hired to be the setup man, and he sucked at it. Why are we going to blame big-brain Brad
4: on um, for this one? Well, that was the question I got. A, a Sporto tweets at me and says, lost miss number one. Because we're going to keep track like we did last year. For those that weren't with us last year. How many of these games that the Tigers lose do you put directly on Brad Osmus? And the way we did it last year is there was a caller component there was a social media component and then the three of us kind of just talked about it and decided are we blaming the manager is he the the biggest reason why they lost and my my response to the guy was no man that's on Bruce Rondone like he's your setup guy it's only the first week of the season i think you got to give him a couple outings and they did and he blew up and and that goes on Bruce Rondone to me i don't put sunday on brad osmus
6: uh i don't either I, you know me. I, I'm more of a player's play. Now, look, Osmus does go out of his way to lose. I mean, he makes mistakes. I, I don't know how you can call in your setup guy and then get mad when he, or then blame it on Brad when he messes it up. That's what I don't get. It's
5: not on Osmus. Hold on. Did he have other pitchers available?
6: Well, yeah, but he has a nah, setup. Nah, it's on Osmus.
1: What?
5: Did he have other pitchers available? So wait, anytime he uses no 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 no
6: no 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 no
5: not anytime he uses Jim Rondon didn't just magically get a forty point five ERA yesterday, did he? Well, it blew up yesterday too,
4: right? But he he has not been good, has not been good, right? Well, if you want to take issue with them naming him the setup man. I want to take Before issue with them naming a setup man. Okay, and that's fine, but that wasn't why they lost the game. Jim, baseball's a positionless sport. I agree, you shouldn't <laughs> have defined roles in the bullpen. Ginger's
5: you should play the matchups. Anyways, uh, no, look, it's it's to me you went to a guy who you knew has not been pitching well in a situation where you needed someone to pitch well. I uh, It just seems to me like that's
4: a recipe for disaster. Okay, but, but I want to be very careful because too, right? this becomes, well, it was just Bruce Rondon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But when we have these conversations about how much do you blame the manager, are we going to blame him for when he picks one guy and that one guy is bad? No, I'm not. To me, it would have to be a comedy of errors or it would have to be a clear other choice that he did not go with that everybody would have picked.
6: Here's a clear other choice. Anyone else? Yeah, but he did that Friday and it didn't work, too. I mean, they don't have the bullpen
4: arms. So We wait, know are you, this. Are you going to argue this is a loss miss, that this is the first lo- Going with Bruce Rondell? I, I, I
5: think there's a case to be made. There's okay. a case to be made. I don't know that it's a convincing, overwhelming, automatic loss miss, but I would say you could make the case. I'm not the person to make that case, but I think there's a case to be made. Uh, you Again... Did you have other guys in the bullpen who aren't as bad?
4: They're all bad. Well, they all aren't sent down to AAA, and that's the other part of this. Bruce Rondon was sent down today. Joe Jimenez comes up from AAA Toledo. So it does tell you something that he was so bad that he's no longer on the team, and he was throwing in the eighth inning of a one-run ball game. Well, did did you read what they said, too? Yeah, these are damning quotes.
6: Well one of them. Come on. The one I'm referring to is they said, Well, they were hoping it would work itself out. Well, that he would and it didn't, obviously. I mean yep. that that didn't seem very scientific to me, did it? Well, the- we're hoping that he'd work himself in because he's not ready to play baseball was what they said. They sent they said they sent him down, Drew, to get ready to play baseball. This is not the I first time. <laughs> like
5: I feel, Greg, have you seen Mean Girls? Oh yeah. Stop trying to make Bruce Rondon happen. Bruce Rondon's not going to happen.
6: <laughs> I love that line.
5: That's where I'm at <laughs> with this thing.
6: This this I agree. Th- and
5: listen, as a fellow fat man, I can say this. Listen, tubagoo. Start getting happy pitching somewhere
4: else because you're not pitching in Detroit. So Be done. Th- th- these were some of the quotes. This is from Al Avila. He said it's more about control and command. He's got to command the fastball, and right now he hasn't shown that to us early on. He needs to get in better shape and lose a little weight. The velocity is not really the issue here. Well, I think the velocity, one, is part of the issue. He's down five, six miles an hour. But how damning is it that this guy is not in shape to play a baseball season, according to the team publicly? Hold up. And, after and this is a not a month. Hold up, after a hold month, up. and it's not the first time. You remember in 2015 when he got yes. sent home for not playing hard? Hold up, hold up. We're not discussing Ian Kinsler not being in shape to
5: play a baseball game where he actually plays for an entire baseball game for yeah. you know three yeah. hours, four hours, whatever. We're talking about a guy who's not in good enough shape. To throw 15 pitches. It's unbelievable. What the hell, man? I'm in shape to throw 15 pitches. Not at
4: a major league level. Some mind of those you. guys at the speed pitch on Friday were in good enough they shape. They were not in
5: good enough shape. You were all terrible. <laughs> well, sober, they might have been. Yeah, yeah, sober, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> the one dude, bro, He's looks a- like he does a lot of arms, so I think he oh, would have Oh, yeah, been able he to never be. skipped yeah. arm day. He yeah. did not.
6: No. That polo shirt, mm, it was so tight on him. I just like the way he had to loosen himself up a little before he threw. Uh, yeah. Didn't want to burst a muscle. 866 314 9696. Keith and Wayne, you're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Keith. Oh, hang on. Hey, There's... guys. Hey, Keith.
7: Guys, yeah, that was totally lostness number one on the season, mainly because Rondon, Rondon should not be your setup guy. I mean, anyone with half a brain should know that. And this just shows how clueless Osmus is for naming him the setup guy. The guy's spring training was awful. And he's been awful for a couple of years. So out of anyone on the bullpen, I know how bad the bullpen is. I mean, you could have picked anyone else. You could have closed your eyes and threw a dart at a board and picked anyone better than Rondon. I just don't get it.
6: See, now here's the thing. I think you have a good argument that he should have never, never been the, the uh, setup guy. But when you have a roster and you pay guys to do jobs, when they don't do jobs,
4: that's on them. I guess here's the question, though. Should Bruce Rondon have been expected to get out of that situation? That's what this comes down to. Yes. He's a major league pitcher. And, Andrew, you'd probably say no because he's a tub of goo who's not in shape and can't no, throw. No, no, no,
5: no, no. Look, if he's in the bullpen <laughs> and he's on the major league roster, he should be expected to perform. But if you're his manager and you know these things that Al Avila knows, that he's not commanding his pitches, he's not controlling his pitches, and he's too fat to throw 15 pitches – Maybe, you know, call on his fat ass until he drops a couple LBs.
4: All right, so we've got at least a tweet from Sunday. Keith comes in and says it's got to be Losmus number one. Drew is entertaining this. We are, if nothing, a democracy. So if other people want to get in on this, are we blaming Brad Osmus for Sunday's game? 866-314-9696.
6: There's going to be plenty of Lawsmuses. You don't have to jump the gun today. 866-314-9696. Is it on Brad? We we'll just discussed. We got props
5: for our Mean Girl reference. Thank you, Mike.
6: <laughs> this is Greg Vigdrew and Jim. I, ne- I need to know why, people. I don't get it. If you hire a guy to do a job and he doesn't do the job, it's on him. It was fully expected that Bruce Rondone would come in and get outs. I mean, Justin Upton didn't help, but. He came in. He was and he was wild again. Walked one, gave up a hit, and then intentionally walked another. By the way, he didn't have to throw the four pitches. That was the first time, right? I Think so. Yeah. For the Tigers, that they just said, put him on. Yeah. Well, Saved if,
4: a whole ten seconds. And I'd say this: what that was the sixth game of the season. Yeah. Or fifth game. Either way, you're in the first week. Yes, it was the fifth. The fifth the game three, of the two. season is—is is it definitive that you can't use Bruce Rondone in the eighth inning? Four games into the year, that was the fifth. I don't think it was definitive. Now, if we're in May and Rondon's got an ERA of 40 and a half and they threw him out there, then I would blame Brad Osmus for picking the wrong reliever. But I think it's too early in the year to have written off Rondon going into that game, right? Right. That's kind of my sticking thing. Now, they've sent him down now, and now his ERA is 40 and a half. If they used him, if they had kept him up and used him today in the eighth inning, then you go, okay, Brad, are you brain dead? But after only one bad outing, you were done with him? Like, Drew, that's what I don't get. Because your thing is, why go to Bruce Rondone? My thing is, isn't it too early to be critical of Bruce Rondone? No, it's not too early.
5: It's not like this. Was it too early? No, it's Bruce Bruce Rondone, right? This isn't his first go round, right? No, last year he was actually a pretty good reliever.
6: Eh. For a while.
5: Eh. Then he had to get sent down because he didn't know how to behave. <laughs> that was two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> mixing up when he sucked.
4: Uh, listen, he has a checkered Wait, Wasn't past. it at the end of last year? End of 2015, he was sent home for his attitude. Last year was 2016. And I, thought, I felt like it was
6: last year. Yeah, I, felt, I felt like it was last year. Yeah. Okay, uh,
4: Last year, he had an ERA in the twos, a whip under one. He only threw like 35, 36 innings. Came into this year, had a bad spring, and then threw Even well fat. against Chicago. He is fat, yes. He, yes, he is fat. And then had he a bad outing. Fat. Had a bad outing on Friday. Should Brad have sent him down then? Should he have avoided using him in the eighth inning? If you believe that, then you can call it a loss. Miss. Right. I just think that's too early in the season to have made a decision that he is garbage <clears throat> and should not be used. Well, Scott tweeted to us at Greg Drew and Jim, and Scott says
5: maybe Osmus put Rondone out there knowing he was out of shape to show the GM that he wasn't ready. But does the GM make the roster decisions? Like who's on the final roster? Doesn't Brad do that? I think they both do. Right. Yeah, yeah Matt. Osmus hired Rondone to get outs, which shows how dumb Osmus is. Losmus. Well, that's
4: that might be. He might be dumb for selecting him to start the year in that role. Whoa whoa whoa, guys. Right. He right. is a,
5: he is an Ivy League grad. We shouldn't really call him dumb. Did you know he went to Dartmouth. Did you know he he's got Mensa brown eyes? Mensa
4: brown eyes. 866-314-9696. We're going to do this all season long when there's a controversial loss if if Brad Osmus makes a questionable decision. We sort it out on this show. We decide if we're actually going to blame the manager and if it will go down as a loss My vote right now is no. Greg, your vote is.
6: No, not that one. No. We had. Uh, a, a, and my, my, my deal is, though, is there's going to be plenty of time to, to pin losses on Osmus. Why are we rushing to judgment on this one? People Just like blood. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. He sucks. We know he sucks as a manager, and they're not going to win with him. Drew, your vote is let's not put unfair things on him.
5: That's fine. My vote is that this is a loss miss. That's still my vote. I'm going to stick with it. Um, I I still think you could have called on any other arm in your bullpen right there. If you got if how's this? If Avila and Brad both knew he wasn't in shape, which is something you probably could have figured out. I don't know during spring training. That's that's crazy, Doc. Like, hey, hey, Bruce! We, you might end up in some long innings. Can you go? Can we throw? Can we uh, throw twenty-five simulated pitches today? No. Where is my sandwich? Bring me a bowl of Captain
4: Crunch. He's very fat. Able?
6: I don't think he stops with one of anything, Yo.
4: But I think it's easy to say today. Bring me three boxes of Twinkies. Nom, 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 I think nom, it's easy to say today when he gets charged with all those runs on Sunday and the numbers blow up and he was throwing 94-95. It's really easy to say, yeah, now he shouldn't be on the major league roster and they sent him down. But going into Sunday's game, like that's part of this too. You have to put yourself in that position. Did you feel like going to Bruce Rondon when they went to him was immediately a bad idea?
5: Yes. But again, I, I, I am, I am in the same. Like, anytime we bring up Ken Holland on this show, you know Jim is eventually going to hate on him. Please <laughs> right. bank on that with me and Rondone. Okay, like what I, about I have, you and what's Brad? That? Me and what about Big, you and Brad? Big brainy Brad. Him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll confess something right now. I loved the hiring when it happened. I loved it. He's Cerebral. He's a thinking manager. He's, gonna, he's not going to get caught in the traditional tropes of the game. He's going to use stats and analysis and really change the way the Tigers are doing. Oh, no. Now you're going to manage exactly the same way Jim Leland did with less instinct or natural feel for the game.
4: And less talent. Let's be honest. The team lost. With lucky
2: landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm not a fan of Brad anymore. I don't
4: hate him, though. I like making jokes at the expense of him. And I'm with Greg on this. We're going to get a tally up to eight or nine this season. Right. I I don't (laughs) think we have to force it because he went to Bruce Rondone Again, if this is May and Bruce Rondone had been a disaster and he was still using him in the eighth inning of a one-run ballgame, then I think you start to call into question, does Brad Ausmus actually have a brain? And then it goes down as a Uh loss miss. But I think in the first weekend of the season, when you're still trying to see is Bruce Rondone the pitcher from last year, can he work through it? Is he a fireballer at 100 miles an hour like we've been waiting for him to be? And, and they got their answer relatively quick, but I don't think it's his fault that in the first week he went to Bruce Rondone in a one-run game.
6: Right, and I think he fixed it by getting rid of him, too. Like, he's not going to put up with it anymore. He shipped him out. Right. Doesn't I mean, that count for something, too?
5: Clearly, maybe Avila is trying to prove something this early season. I mean, because he has not been—he has not been messing around. Can we bring up the second
4: part of this, the Jimenez stuff, the Joe Jimenez what stuff? It? Yeah, I j- it's just—it's interesting to me because last year we were told he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. And he flew up through the minor league system. He started in high A ball last year.
5: Right. Everyone loves the guy. All the minor league writers just rave about him.
4: He threw in high A, double A, triple A, and was ready for a September call-up, and they never called him up. And now he's going to start the season – I mean, relatively start the season. He's going to begin with the Tigers now. He he can throw up to 100 miles an hour, too. It's interesting that they were so anti-Joe Jimenez – Last year and even this spring, he was never really considered for a roster spot, and now he's the first guy up. So what's your point? I just want to know what changed. Like, doesn't this feel like everything changed very quickly? Bruce Rondone was going to figure it out, and Joe Jimenez was not a major leaguer yet. And on one outing on Sunday, Bruce Rondone is no longer fit to be a major leaguer, and of course Joe Jimenez can come up and help the team.
6: But don't you think they're just pissed off and done with him? I know I would be. I mean, after after Friday and after Sunday, I.
4: why wouldn't you be totally done with Rondone? By the way, game right now, it's 1-1 in the eighth. and uh, Chris Sale's still pitching. Chris Sale is amazing. And uh, K-Rod is warming up. He would throw uh, the top of the nine. 95? 96 now, yeah. I don't have an issue with what's potentially going to happen. I know some people freak out about that. But you go to K-Rod in the top of the ninth, right? It's not yes. a safe because there's not going to be a safe situation at home.
5: By the way, did you guys I see this, uh, this tweet from, uh, from Justin Rose over at XYZ? No. Every seat in the Palace tonight is covered with a shirt that has the Pistons logo and, a logo and around it the name of every player on the roster who played for the Pistons at the Palace. It's kind of cool. Kind of a cool shirt. How's this? That's worth the price of the ticket to get in.
4: Yeah, for like, like a 20, 25 bucks.
5: I, I saw. Um, I had a, one of my friends over in Detroit was looking to
4: twenty-seven on StubHub. Gone well, all the way up, there. up, baby. You think people watched Lee? last night at the Joe and said, "You know what? I probably should get out to the Palace." Well, there's a lot of stars coming in for it. Is Fox like- Sports Detroit going to blow it up like they did last night?
5: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> because yeah, I feel
4: like it. they're not right. Don't you feel like this? I I read on Twitter today they're doing a normal shoot around. There's nothing special if you show up early. Nah. <laughs> You're just gonna
6: <laughs> But can we be honest? The red carpet's stupid. How dare you?
4: Oh, come on. I needed to see that lady get her, her guitar signed, all right? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: you were really <laughs> sucked into this yesterday, weren't you? Riley Shane was me? signing everything. No, Jim, not you. By the way, Judy's not you. Riley Shane was signing everything out there. Which is a sign that karma is real, right? Like that that guy. Did he, all was he signing of, an I'm sorry, Riley Shane. Right, I might score someday,
6: Riley. Score. I've never seen anyone be more sympathetic to a guy who sucked than the, like than Detroit fans to Riley Shane. Yeah. Well, do like, you remember I'm so when they, happy he scored? And I'm like, you should be pissed that he just scored. Do you remember when he all first year when came they needed to, offense?
5: <laughs> he first came to Grand Rapids and everyone loved him. Like everyone was in love with the guy. Uh-huh. And he was just such a big I think that never went away. I think you know what I think Riley Shane is? He's the Red Wings Nick Castellanos. No, Castellanos yeah. is good. Well, yeah, but Shane's shown moments where he's great.
4: Castellanos has just put it all together finally. No, it was just the snake bitten guy. I mean, everybody on the bench was happy to see him score. Plus it's it's also that poetic moment, right? People had been talking about it on FSD for, for months. What if he scores in the last game at the Joe, huh? And, of course, he does. He scores the somebody, final goal. Somebody
5: tweeted yesterday, like, Shan's going to have a hat trick.
4: If they, if they, if they emptied the net, he could have had a chance. I thought about it. I was like, son of a gun. But he Look was, at Romine. Look at Romine
6: doing what Cabrera is supposed to be doing.
4: Do we know <laughs> if there's, like, a Freaky Friday thing that took place with the two of them? Romine's second
5: <sighs> double today uh, keeps <laughs> it interesting uh, in the bottom of the eighth in the Tigers game. Hold on. Um, by the way, Romine, a late-minute lineup addition when Upton was scratched with back issues.
6: Oh, that's why he threw the ball too high yesterday and missed cut cutoff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upton has back Hold issues.
5: On. But, you know, he's the guy that – and I love this. We're going to have to stop doing this bit before the season where Jim hangs his hat on a player for the season. I did the, it
4: on Castellanos this year. Oh, was it
5: Ka- Was it Blastianos? Yes, yeah,
4: Blastellanos. Don't pin anything on me. All right. I thought you said Upton as well. I apologize. Well, I, I do think he's going to have a good
6: year, too.
5: Well, there we go. There's Upton's season. Done.
6: Okay. Also, I'm going to pick up Romine, so let's take a timeout. 866 314 96 96. You're such a homer. And he's got great position availability
4: in fantasy, man. He can oh, play the I infield, the both. outfield.
6: It's
5: fantastic. I hate you. both!
6: I'm doing it right now. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. All right, it's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Nick Olas, you have to call him Nicholas Castellanos, with an RBI double, Tigers lead 2-1, to one. Jim, the twinkle in your eyes, is embarrassing, why don't you tell everyone why you're thinking you're so funny, so,
4: <laughs> so during the break, the Tigers official Twitter account, you know, they give score updates,
6: the cheese ball intern that's running it probably, yes.
4: Tweets tied no more. Hashtag Blasiano brings home Romine, and we lead the Red Sox two-one in the eighth.
6: That's embarrassing.
4: It's catching on. You should feel now, bad wait. about yourself. Do
6: you? Did you find that, or did? Oh, look at Miggy. Uh, look at that. Him. Look at he. Ah, oh, oh. hmm. <laughs> Good thing we're paying him twenty-eight million. Where are you stop? He's nine, a great nine, six, baseball six.
4: player. It's been a week.
5: Look at look at how defensive he gets. I know. I Who just is Jim more defensive of, Miggy or LeBron? What triggers you more? It's stuff? almost like
4: I recognize great athletes. It's
6: crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because no one recognizes he's good. Nope. You're so ahead of the curve on that one.
4: <laughs> no, but people like to, in the social media age, they like to tear guys down. and These are some of the greatest well, ever played.
6: He's hitting sports. 100. I mean, well, in a at week. any point, maybe get a hit, not going to run. But well, you act like you baseball for? Okay, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Maybe it's asking too much for twenty-eight million to get a hit once a week. Is that too much? He, to had, ask? A, he had a hit this week. So <laughs> infield hit. He had two infield hits yesterday, but today they got runners at second and third, and they need some insurance because Fat Rod's coming in. Oh, well, how dare you insinuate this bullpen isn't just Fort Knox? How dare you? Hey man, I I just want a little insurance, and I don't know my best batter's up. All I need is a base knock. And he flies to right field yet again. So what are you trying to say about Why is he immune to criticism? No, he's fine Why is he immune to criticism? But but just
4: don't make it seem like... Criticism. And maybe it's because I'm seeing a lot of this from reactionary Tiger fans a week into the season. Like, oh, (sighs) Miggy's just not the same. I see nothing about
6: Miggy. Yeah. I see nothing. What
4: what are you reading? Twitter. Stop reading Twitter. And you take Twitter as, like, that's that's your barometer? I I think part of it's the voice of the fan.
6: Who, by the way,
5: aren't using Twitter anymore. It's just writers and radio guys.
4: (laughs) Fans are on Twitter. But just this in general. Oh, Mickey, he started, what, four straight games without a hit? Yeah, so he's going to go four games without a hit once in a while. Just happened to be the first four of the season. Now, if you think it's part of something bigger or lingering or concerning, then I would like you to voice that.
6: But I don't think there's any issue with him. Is he injured already? Is he already playing through injury? Because every time he sucks, they tell us he's hurt. Uh, he's been hurt for years. You don't understand. His hurt.
5: back is fractured from carrying this team.
6: Well, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there's a point to that. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. No, I just, hey, I'm just saying, this guy is better than this. And to go up there and continually whiff when guys are in scoring position, it's annoying, especially when you know your bullpen, bullpen stinks.
4: Doesn't make me happy. Oh, don't worry. K. Rod just gave thrilled. up a, a lead-off single to start the night. <laughs> to Mitch Moreland, does it feel like he's hitting uh, everything right now?
6: Yes. Yeah, there's always one though, right? There's always one guy that just kills the tires. If it's not the Fat Panda, it's this guy. He's three
4: for four. He team. hit right
6: into the, and he hit right
4: into the switch to or into the, uh, the shift. shift. Woo! All right, let's let's. Talk a little Tigers here. I know we also want to get into the Masters. All three of us watched, barely, but we watched the best part. So I know we'll do that coming up in probably 10 minutes, but unless you want to do it now. I I tuned in when I started
6: seeing Sergio choking on Twitter. Because prior to the 15th hole in the last round, he was choking again. He was two back of Justin Rose. Yeah. And then, uh, so I turned it on to see him collapse and he didn't. Well, he kind of did. He did yeah. though, didn't he? Then, he had a chance to win on yes. eighteen, missed it. How long was that putt? Like five, feet? five feet, yeah,
4: six feet, something like that.
6: Yeah, we'll talk about that. You want to do that now?
4: We want to talk sure. tigers. Just do, yeah. do it. Well, I mean, I'm glued to the, the TV, but like we're, we're in no man's land now, right? Because at any moment, K Rod could hijack our whole show. So if we're going to go into the Masters, just know that we, we could end up not going into it if k-rod throws one pitch well, wrong
6: just, well we can keep talking about the tie. i know he's got two what strikes to the say? fat
4: panda right now uh, so if, if panda hits a home run here
6: panda panda Panda. oh my god would that be an epic meltdown then you'd have to send him to toledo too everyone to toledo is it more everyone of a punishment because
5: you're going
4: down in leagues or a punishment because you have to go to toledo both yeah. <laughs> all right well let, let's Dip our toe into the Masters. Here was my thing with that's you. literally all I did yesterday. I dipped my toe in. <laughs> yeah, <me> basically. Too. <laughs> when did you actually start watching? I turned it on at the fifteenth
5: hole.
6: Yeah, me too. Sixteenth was when I tuned in. Yeah, he was down two, right? He was he was two under, uh, yep. not two under. He was two strokes off. Well, seventeen, two off. Yeah, 17
4: yeah. is where Rose gave up the lead, right? And yep. then eighteen was essentially a playoff. They both screwed up. Had a chance to birdie. It was great. Then you go into the, the, the playoff for real. And, again, you just thought Sergio is going to continue to blow it because that's been his MO, right? I mean, we joke about Riley Shan going all year without scoring a goal. Like, Sergio's then on steroids. He's gone his whole life. Well, he, think about this. He broke into golf five weeks before Tiger was introduced to us via Nike. So think about that. Like, Tiger's entire career, Sergio has been golfing his, his best and trying his darndest and falling short. He's finished in the top 10 22 times. He's finished a runner-up four times in majors. He's the richest golfer to ever – or the richest golfer to never win a major. Like, this is the quintessential – like, it's not the same thing, but it's as close to, like, the city of Cleveland not winning a title or, like, the Cubs. It's the snake-bitten athlete not being able to win. And I want to know where this ranks. Like, what's the shock value? I know some people are rolling their eyes going, it's just Sergio – this guy had played 73 majors without winning. But why do people care so much about Sergio?
6: I didn't care. I wanted to see him choke again. That's high comedy. Did Good you want times. to see the
4: Cubs blow it again?
6: Yes. Wow. I wanted to see the Cubs get to within one strike of winning and, and then lose it. Do yeah, you want to see the Cavs I...
4: lose? Cleveland have heartbreak?
6: No, I wanted Cleveland to win for some reason. They're, they're like us. Yeah. They're like Detroit. Got to pull for your fellow Rust Belter. (laughs) I
5: just just loved, loved watching this guy who has been a career. I mean, he's been a career, you know, headliner. He's a guy people talk about. People are are excited to see him. You're excited when he shows up to a tournament that's playing in your town. But he's that guy who can just never get it done. He's he's the Buffalo Bills.
6: Why do people care about him?
5: Wide right. Wide right.
6: Because people were um, tweeting about all the love when he won. And I'm like, why? Why do people care about him? He's not American. He's, he's a Spaniard. No. The and then and they were saying it was, the, it, what was it, uh, poignant because it was Ola Thavel's birthday or something. What? The you know other what? great Spaniard. <laughs> do you know what it kind of reminded me of? No, that actually was a thing. It came up on the screen. I'm like, no, no,
5: I know what you're, I know what you're saying, but it's amazing to me that people think that's an actual thing.
6: I agree. I don't get it.
4: Do you feel like this is a fair comparison? The Masters was a lot like the NCAA championship this year in the sense of it wasn't great golf. You got two guys trying to out-gag each other down the stretch. Okay, but
6: hold on. Those last three holes, Garcia hit some sweet shots. I mean, Justin Rose, remember when he uh, maybe went on 18th before they both blew their putts? They dropped those things in right right on the uh, right on the green and I was like that well Justin Rose hit one and then it rolled down
5: right well that was yeah that and was what Roses uh, it, they, they just oh uh, I was I was so, intense.
6: Was so I, intense I thought he was I thought they were playing good golf at the end except for that putt that <laughs> I think I could have made. <laughs> I mean he hit that when, when Garcia hit that uh, that last putt and it just just went straight and missed the hole it wasn't even close and i thought oh my god he's going to gack on that isn't he but i thought they i thought after 15 they both were playing really well am i missing something
4: no they were both playing great what you mean after 15 where they both missed birdie on 18 to win the masters well hang on man i'm talking Focus about 16 the, 17 right, 16, 15 16 15, 16 16 and 17, 17
5: were amazing holes of golf even 18 and even, right up, up until they, they missed yeah, i mean Justin coming out of that bad lie and and just drilling that shot, having it roll back right towards the cup, and then Sergio dropping in an even better one. You just sat there and thought to yourself, man, I hope this goes. I, I I was hoping it went to a playoff. I really wanted it. I was like, yep, more of this, more of this. And this is from a guy who, when I originally sat down to start watching it yesterday, was like, I might watch part of this and then go do something else. I don't, I don't like golf. It's not really my thing. Yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky
2: just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: You know? Wait a minute. Didn't they go to a playoff? They did go yeah, to a playoff. one, a one hole. Yeah. Just one hole, right? Just one hole. Okay. But it was still,
5: it was, I mean, I don't ever remember being really into golf. And I was really into it yesterday.
6: You know, the last time I really wanted to watch the Masters was the year Tiger blitzed the field. In his first one, was it? Yeah. That was the last time I was really, really into it. But yesterday, I only turned it on because people were making fun of him on social media. Saying, oh, here comes the collapse. Here comes the collapse. And then he pulled it out. 866-314-9696. 866-314-9696. Did you... Ya- Get fired up? Why did you want him to win? Because people really seemed into it. And I'm talking about just for Garcia. Did you just not want Rose to win? Well, no, I think the Garcia angle, man, is just...
5: If you're going to root for someone, root for a guy who's been trying for so long, who's only, and Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, who's only ever feud in the game of golf was with Tiger Woods. Right? Didn't they have a spat back in the day? They got distracted, and Sergio tried to play the victim and blame Tiger because he lost in 2013, I think it was. The U.S. Open or the Open Players' Championship. Here's the thing. Here's Uh, part of the other reason I don't care about golf. Everything else is named the same. At least I know the Masters are the Masters, and they're important. The U.S. Open, the Open, the Players' Championship Open, the Players' Championship, the
4: Championship for Players at the Open. The open challenge. I'm looking back at Sergio's card, because you insist the last three holes, last four holes, were, were great golf, right?
6: Overall, between the two of them, yes. They were hitting great shots. I, I What I saw, I mean, I, it's, even just before the missed putts, they both hit great shots. It, it doesn't. Not. Sergio
4: goes par, 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 and then wins on a birdie, but he had two shots to win it because Rose gagged on 19. But does that make it less amazing? No, but I mean, are we really going to go, boy, he went par three, the last three holes, like, give him the jacket. Are you trying to devalue what happened yesterday? No, I'm comparing it to the college basketball national championship where it was clunky. It was close. It was thrilling, it was competitive, but it wasn't A-plus college basketball, and that wasn't A-plus golf. That wasn't Tiger hitting a 25-foot putt oh, so to win it. it wasn't Tiger, no, he, it wasn't good or, enough or for spe- you. I'm just saying, if someone hit a beautiful shot on 17 or 18... You guys,
5: you guys, screw it. Take his green jacket off. It wasn't good enough Are for Jim. Are you kidding me? All I was wasn't saying It wasn't good is,
4: enough for Jim. It was like the national championship, <laughs> Well, you well, got...
5: Yeah, but- Roy Williams, you get up there and you sew those nets back up with your vertigo because it wasn't
4: good enough for Jim. <laughs> See, Jim Jim
6: gets all pissed if it's not exactly how he wants.
4: It's not incredible. <laughs> no, it wasn't amazing. I was just drawing a comparison and telling you college basketball, the national championship game, we all came on the next day and said, boy, that was kind of a dud. Right. Tigers it was win, close. It was competitive. But that doesn't mean it was good basketball. I mean, both teams shot. 60% from the free throw line. Both teams shot 30% from the field. It was ugly. Just like right in, right uh, at the Masters. It's par. It's right, par. But earlier in over. the day
5: on Sunday, you thought Sergio was done and out of it. You thought it was over. And he comes back. He fights back. And you're down to the last four holes plus the playoff. And he hangs in there. You're right. It wasn't perfect. He picked up two
4: shots in the last four holes.
5: Yeah. Come on, man. It doesn't
6: have to be gonna perfect. Are you going to say that's because Justin
4: Rose sucked? Well, I was going to say, what, because that's Rose birdied, too? Is that, I mean, bogeyed, too? Isn't that why he picked up two shots? I'm trying to
6: think back. See, what did he do on 16 is my question. Who, Rose? Here's, or no, wait, Sergio? here's my question. Seen. Sergio, why do we let Jim's nitpicking ruin
5: our memory of a great sporting event?
6: <laughs> go to hell. Yeah, hey, you go. You well, see, are the one. Jim likes, <clears throat> Jim likes to set a narrative. That's Jim's reason for being. Do
5: you know what the narrative was yesterday? One of the most successful golfers of the past 20 years finally won his first major after almost blowing it earlier in the day. He fought back, he hung in there, and he kept playing good golf. I,
4: I don't know what else. you What more do you want? I didn't say take his jacket. I just made a point, like it wasn't A plus golf. It was cruddy golf and he won the cruddy golf battle. Like if you find yourself in a football game and it's nine to six and you gotta gut it out, and it's a gritty win, it still counts. But we can still call it what it was. It was gritty, ugly, you had to squeak it out. That's what Sergio did. He he blew that masters, by the way. He blew it on eighteen, but was given a second chance and battled and won. And I give him credit and I feel good for him and I compared it to the Cavs and the Cubs and the Patriots in the year of the comeback. I did all of that. My only point to you was, aesthetically, it was not A-plus material. Both golfers
5: on the final hole of the Masters had putts where they could have sealed it up. Birdied. Birdied. They could have birdied. And and the Shadows played games with them. They both played their final putts wrong. You head to the playoff. What's going to happen? Is Sergio going to choke one more time? What more narrative do you want? Should I cut myself so, you, so someone bleeds for you, Jim? I, I'm just curious. I, I get it. It may not have been perfect golf, but it was perfect because guys like me and Greg, who don't give a damn about golf otherwise, were sucked in and weren't moving our butts from our seats until that was over. I watched with rapt attention as two men rode a golf cart to a clubhouse because I was so interested in what the hell happened next. That was high drama, man.
6: That was good stuff. I I, stop, stop ruining Drew's uh, emotions, Jim. Don't, don't try and detract from
5: what I felt. I didn't try and detract from your point. Is
6: is tech? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh.
5: Well, that's that's part of the thing here. To Jim, this was the second best thing that happened in sports last night.
4: Oh, here we go. What?
5: What? Am I wrong?
4: Did this not take?
5: Was this not a runner-up to you to the Joe? Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the opinion. No, 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 that I just no, no. Gave. Do you know why? Because I thought the finish of the Masters was better than the last game at the Geo.
4: <laughs> good for uh, you. That's fantastic. I watched a hockey
5: team that was it eliminated was from the playoffs win a meaningless game, and
6: then a lot and of old hockey
5: players were very emotional. It was cool, but it was clunky.
6: Wasn't it weird that they let Probert's ashes be dumped in the penalty box? <laughs> I nah. also thought
5: that was weird. I thought that was great,
6: but you're not supposed to say that because now you're a jerk. It's weird. You don't dump ashes in a penalty box. What well, was it? It was a clunky <laughs> dump. It wasn't an A plus dump. So you know. Well, I think uh, she wasn't the only one carrying an urn. Wasn't Chason's kid carrying an urn too?
4: Greg, we can talk about it when we come back.
6: All right, 866-314-9696, 866-314-9696. What What'd you think of the Masters? And why were you cheering for Sergio? I mean, what's so special about him? He's a choke artist. Uh, 866-314-9696 this is Greg Big Drew and Jim. All right, it's Greg Big Drew and Jim. It's a Monday Jim still weeping from last night's festivities at the Joe Louis Arena as they shut it down. Jim, Jim shed a tear. It's okay to be emotional, Jim. (laughs) You're young. (laughs) Like it's it's so funny though because I thought when they closed Tiger Stadium, I would feel bad. But really, when you realize it, it, you know it's not that big a deal. You don't have to cry, buddy. Do you really? Do you cry at sporting events? No. Have, have you? Have you ever cried over a sports until last night? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that implies I Seriously, cried last night. No, I don't think I be have. Honest.
5: Wait, you said you did. No, I, you did too. What are you You did too. About? You admitted it.
4: Are you serious? <laughs> I yeah. thought that was a running. Earlier in the show. Earlier in the show, you said I made an onion joke. Are you? You, re, you really thought I cried last night? Wow, oh, I'm good. betting you did.
5: Look at okay. the quick turn here.
4: No, I mean, if you I'm like, I, it's funny. If you, you want to did. do a bit, that's fine. Like, I was emotional about it last night, but I mean, I was assuming I you was not mean. actually into your Dylan tears. Larkin body pillow.
5: No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, uh, <laughs> look at look at the uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I mean, no, uh, uh-huh. my, my uh-huh. thing was
4: it was an emotional night because you're you're filled with all these flashbacks, right? They show the great moments at the Joe, and you remember the excitement, the highs, the great players. They all walk out there. You're reminded that it's not like that anymore. There is that kind of bittersweet feeling when you watch last night's game. I I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that has emotions here.
5: No, 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 because you clearly didn't have any for the Masters. So your emotions
6: are being
4: questioned. Okay, can we we stop with the character assassination here, Drew? I know you're doing your best uh, on the Twitter (laughs) right now.
6: What, what do you write on twitter well, what did well, you jim, put on, here on now
4: jim
5: tweeted out the back and i love that jim does this jim tweets from his personal account during the show you guys can follow him yeah that's at the jim point. costa underscore but he says the masters well some of us have to run show twitter accounts some of us have other jobs we do okay. um but jim said the masters was a lot like the national championship last month subpar play but close anyway gritty and competitive but not peak skill i retweeted it and said jim wants to ruin the masters because he hates you And we actually had someone immediately reply, this tweet shows Jim's ignorance of the game.
4: Really? Because I followed up that tweet explaining it.
5: Well, yeah, but your explanation didn't make it better.
4: No, but Sergio went par, par, par to finish out the the last three holes of regulation and then did hit a birdie in the playoff after Justin Rose gave him a two-stroke cushion. Just saying. So I'm just saying, not like Sergio... Had the greatest shot of all time, and put it from thirty five feet away and won it with spectacular golf. He was par as average he he did what you were supposed to do as a professional golfer went par par par, and then had Justin Rose implode worse than Sergio did Kay. and Sergio won and listen that made thrilling TV. I was glued to it like you were here's but that's a lot like this. the Hold national on. championship
5: here's the parts of this that you're missing. He went par 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 like you're supposed to do as a professional golfer. Professional baseball players are supposed to get a hit every time they're at the plate, right?
4: Not every time,
5: but you're supposed to get a What's hit. The league average like two fifty,
4: so you go yeah, like three out of ten would be three hundred. Okay, so he really only needed to par like
5: one of those three holes to be an average golfer. No, I know,
4: but the way hey, you're, golfing... you're,
5: you're missing the point, Jim.
4: Are you saying par is an accomplishment <laughs> in the last three <laughs> holes of the Masters?
6: Yeah. Well, hold on. Did when you you're hear Sergio this,
5: Garcia, who's choked it away every chance oh, he's so had. That, now
6: we're
4: giving exceptions. Okay.
6: How about this one? It took him seventy five major tournaments to win to win uh, and he played all rounds of this weekend's tournament under par the first player to do it since tiger in 97
4: Played pretty good golf that's not good enough for jim
6: <laughs>
4: are, are you gonna argue with me that par is what you should be doing to try to win the masters you're looking at the tiniest sample he size here oh he did absolutely because justin rose what bogeyed two of the last three holes he golfed yeah okay well then it's not like you went out and won it with spectacular golf. You 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 did golf, you golfed as well as you needed to to win the Masters. Just like North Carolina played as well as they had to to beat Gonzaga. But we're not going to tell our kids about that game. We're not going go, to you you got to watch this on YouTube. Look at North Carolina shoot 30%. This is fantastic basketball. You're not going to go, "Boy, I got to tell you about Sergio and him going par on 18. It was epic." That was my whole point. It wasn't one for the ages. It was gritty. It was competitive. And this gets into a bigger sports conversation. Would you rather two teams underachieve and give you a close game? Because now we have a, now we call it a great game, right? Because it was close. Or would you rather see one team play excellent and win by a couple strokes or win by a couple points?
6: That's a real overthink for me, dude. Yeah,
4: wow, dude. (laughs) Way to overcomplicate sports. Uh, <laughs> way to way to bring something a little underneath the surface to the table. We can all go, boy. How about Sergio today? Huh? He had one in a long time. What a guy! Every sports My radio show is, in the why world does is doing. Give that.
6: a damn. Why does anyone give a damn about Sergio? Man, it's I, like, I'm stunned at the love. Why do you care about Sergio? Everyone's like, oh, poor Sergio. He finally won. It's why, like why, you why? watched the care. world's longest
5: movie, right? It's the longest right. movie you've ever seen. This movie took 17, 15, took a ton of years to watch. And this guy's been trying and trying and trying, but he hasn't been able to get it done. This is the guy finally getting the girl. And one of the highlights for you, Greg, I would oh, imagine was she's her, a hot fiancé. Yeah. Yeah, see, there we go. Oh, my god! I got to just beat you to amazing. that one.
6: Uh, but producer she Chris. amazing. Producer Chris, Jim. Amazing.
4: He beat every uh. other golfer. <laughs> yes, North Carolina beat every <laughs> tournament team, right? No, they didn't. Well.
5: Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't beat every team.
4: They beat every team on their schedule, and they won, right? Producer Chris would
5: also like to bring up, was every PGA golfer playing below average at Augusta? Was everyone? Well, because they're all pro golfers. They all just... Par every hole all the time, right, Jim? Well, no, it's so pa- normal. Pa-
4: par is par for a reason, right? Go I'm par. sorry, like I, I don't. Do you not understand what par means? Like the phrase "par for the course." Like, do that's you not understand? That's that- the expectation of the hole. The hole is to hit par. That's the expectation going in. If, if it's played a par four, exactly right, if you play it like yeah. you're supposed to, you will get it in four strokes like like on par four. To. That's what you are par, getting par getting is. Pummeled on social. <laughs> well, fine. I don't
6: care. Daniel, Daniel says par's yeah, not average when it comes to the final three rounds of the Master or final three holes. LOL. Then Scott says, Sergio blew a three-stroke lead. Rose blew a two-stroke lead. How is blowing a two-stroke lead worse than blowing a three-stroke lead?
4: That's hashtag, the point,
5: though. Hashtag Jim math. No, that's
4: the point, though. <laughs> Both guys are blowing it. Sergio blew it on 18. And then Rose blew it right after him on 18. You had two guys that's tripping over drama. each other. Yeah, no, and I that's... agree. Drew, I agree. At what point have I said it wasn't drama? So I... what's ungrate about that? What's ungrate about the finish of the Masters the, yesterday? The thing that wasn't great is they didn't hit the shots. It would have been great if they both birdied. And There's... then they both birdied in the playoff. And then one guy hit an eagle. And then one guy hit it over the trees and through the woods and made it in one. Well, like I'm sorry, that's great sorry, it's
5: not a frigging video game. Well, no, my point to you is, though, <laughs>
4: how— would you think it would have been great if both double bogeyed and went to the playoffs? Yes, because it's still great. It, it's no, still no, drama. You're, you're confusing drama with great.
5: What's not great about drama? Golf is boring when everyone's you know doing what the, I'll exactly tell you what, what they're though. supposed
6: to do. When, when they both missed those putts, I was laughing my ass off. Thank oh, you. I was tired. Like, it was great. Oh, oh, it was great. Oh, was great. dude. Oh, and, then, oh. and then Justin Justin Rose just puts his hand over his face. Because like, he what knew. Because he knew. And then he couldn't even look when Sergio lined up that gimme and then gacked at it. That was awesome. Do you
5: know what I thought the craziest thing you. was? The craziest thing to me was people taking an issue with them congratulating
6: each other after each shot. You know they were saying that, and I was like, "Well, what's wrong with that?" I thought right? I thought this was the gentleman's game, right? I mean, I don't play it, but I thought you're a gentleman, right? Right. And 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 then Justin Rose he got roasted for saying, "If you're going to lose the Masters to someone, you want it to be Sergio." And I was like, people were pissed. Scott says <laughs> Jim like, would really? be
5: complaining if both guys were 30 under par because the course was clearly too
4: easy
6: for pros. <laughs> I thought he meant under 30 years old because he hates everyone who's over 30. <laughs>
4: <laughs> why do they set par for what it is why do you not gain or lose a stroke for it it's because that's the goal of that particular hole that's what you're striving but to that's the goal right and and he merely met expectation on the last three holes oh my god I, i'm sorry like, is i don't stupid? know how you're missing this.
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohoo a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: I don't yeah. know how you're missing this. That was not a plus golf. Two guys were trying to choke great. away the Masters. That's not great golf. That's great theater. That's great television. And it's great entertaining. theater is the only thing that makes watching golf great. That's true for the casual fan, but to call it great golf is not accurate. Oh my god,
8: you're such a just man. like calling call the national
4: championship. No, you didn't. My point was, it's not great golf, and oh. then Drew gets all defensive and starts quoting tweets and thinks that he's right on this, it's not great. Ooh, wow, you're so It's not angry. great golf. You're the only person today saying it wasn't great. That's fine. I'll be the only one. Here's the thing you don't get. I will be the only man on the island. I'm okay with that.
5: That's a sad, angry island,
4: my friend. I'm okay with it, though. <laughs> I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have with to no go chick- with the herd. I'm saying, I'm
5: saying recognize greatness when you see it, brother.
4: Okay, I will. Ooh. I do. When I see it, that was not great golf. It was great television, and I watched it, and we all enjoyed it. But let's not get caught up in it, in the comparison I use... Used is the national championship
5: right but you're comparing apples to basketballs
4: we can't compare sports no one ever does that not when okay again again okay i'll, I'll carolina, remember don't, don't do it on the show
5: Hold on. north carolina had to play what how many games to get into the national championship five well, yeah, six is the Sergio time Garcia time. had to beat how many other golfers who were all playing the exact same course with the exact same conditions?
4: Okay, my point, though, it became mano a mano at the end. No, your point is ignoring the other points. That's what Jim does. It becomes mano a mano at the end. It became Justin Rose versus Sergio Garcia. Right. It became the North last, Carolina last, versus Gonzaga. The last holes. That's where it's similar. Which were great. Yes. They went shot for shot, Yes, man. and you know what? North Carolina and Gonzaga were going miss shot for miss shot, baby. But they were hitting the shots. I don't understand.
6: Hey, I, I'm baby.
4: Yeah, you don't exist There's
6: a difference between what was a bad basketball game and a great golf match. All right, eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. You knuckleheads go to your corners. <laughs> no, I will stay right where I am, and I will stay there angrily. All right, stay there and let Danny talk just for a minute. Danny and Brighton, you're on. Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Danny.
3: What do you want, Danny? <laughs> what's going well, on dude what's up i I tie me for 60 seconds first of all it was great theater and i'm sorry i really thought it was great golf yes! i mean i can go shot by shot because i'm a nerd and a geek but justin rose the last four holes went birdie birdie bogey par it did not collapse at all and some of those shots those close shots those close wedges to the hole when you know the pressure of the universe is on you. Those were intense and amazing. They did not just stumble in. And, you know, just to sort of um, ramble on, because I'm not going to use any breaths or punctuation, <laughs> the fact that these guys got to the point where they separated themselves from the pack, like like Drew said, everybody's playing the same golf course, same rules, and their golf was superior. Nobody could challenge them on that. That was epic. And... To be able to make those shots like that was fantastic. Now, I will agree, when they were on 18 the first time, I thought somebody was making that punt. And, and you saw Justin Rose, when he, they interviewed him afterwards, he said he hit the putt exactly where he wanted to. That's why he was pushing his face or his hands to his face. Couldn't believe it didn't go in. And Sergio, you saw it from the get-go, Whack, but, that's, that's great golf. I mean, Thank you. those guys separated themselves from everybody else.
5: Thank you very I know, much.
3: I, they had, I the, know right bogey, they had I, the right to bogey, Jim.
6: They had the right. was Oh. They earned the he right. He remembers everything you say, Jim. Everything you say, he burns you on. Now, I will tell you, I don't know if it was great golf or not. I know I was enthralled, and I don't care. All right, we got to hit a break. Care. We're going right, to come eight, back. Six, I'll
5: destroy Jim a little bit more. For and fun. We'll, and we'll talk and about profit. the last
6: game at the Joe. 866-314-9696. Are you guys quite done arguing with each other over the Masters yesterday? Because Jim says it wasn't great golf. True, and I thought it was kind of spectacular. Uh, I get what Jim's point is. I just don't know the impetus and, and, and the reason for bringing that up and comparing it to basketball.
4: <laughs> I well, it, it just, you know, the more I thought about it, I th- you know, this feels like something we just watched, and it was. What, okay, national but, title was like a week ago, wasn't it? <clears throat> it? Yes, but I feel
6: like Drew and I were like, yeah, it's great golf, so – I feel like you said, oh, screw these two. They're not going to have any fun. I'm going to go ahead and crush them on this.
5: I have, is I, that what you were thinking? A, these guys have great opinions for me
4: to poop on. No, I mean, I, listen, we all watched it. I I was very entertained by it. I think we all tuned in around the me same too. time, hole uh, 15, 16 on Sunday, and, and watched a dramatic ending. And you got Sergio missing to win on 18, Rose missing to win on 18, Rose bogeyed 17 and then bogeyed the playoff hole it it provided a lot of drama. My point was just, hey, like that's not a plus golf right there. I would have loved it if one guy bogeyed or if, excuse me, one guy birdied the last three holes to win. You know, that to me would have been great or hit some crazy shot from the bunker into the hole, that would have been great golf to me. There's a difference between great theater and great golf. And, and the only right, thing that I could compare that to – Don't we really care about the theater? No, but like it, was, it reminded me of the national championship where we were treated to a close game. I mean, it was close all the way through, but at the end of the day, you didn't go, boy, I'm going to tell my kids about that great basketball game. It was kind of a slog of a basketball game. Um. I, listen, I don't want to have the same See, argument would, over, and
5: over. We're not going to. I'm not going to respond to you because you're wrong, and even your your minions on Twitter have turned on you. It's great.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Awesome. Oh, what are they saying? <laughs> it was. I mean, I understand the point. It wasn't great. It wasn't their greatest round of golf ever. But I don't think it matters if two guys are battling to win and they're choking and they're winning because you say they they both choked on 18 they also both put themselves in position to birdie with great shots just
4: before the choke that was good yeah those were good shots yeah I mean if you want to say the best shot of that finale was probably what Sergio's um his shot onto the green on 18
6: yes it's fantastic yeah because well, because Justin Rose had hit one and it rolled, yes. down the hill toward the pin, and then and just and then Sergio dropped it in even closer,
4: he's like, "I don't need your stinking roll, I'll just put but that that's kind of what made it more epic because Sergio lined up for the win on eighteen for birdie, and it just looked like his putter wasn't even lined up right when I was watching it, I'm like that. But Sergio's not a spectacular putter, man. That's not one of the things he excels at. It's
6: probably why he loses.
4: Right. Well, yeah, it's probably why he's what he's he's finished runner up four different times in majors. Well, did you hear the quote? Yes. This
5: was my favorite quote from him, and this was part of what made it so spectacular. Before the Masters even started, he said, I've kind of realized I'm never going to win here. He basically
4: said, <laughs> I'll finish fourth, third, whatever. I'll I'm not gonna win, it. but I'm gonna I'll have a good time. I'll cash in. Right. He, he was the richest golfer to never win a major prior to yesterday. Yeah.
6: Like that. And then he just points at his hot fiancé. Did you see There's her
4: reaction when he wa- – they had the same reaction.
5: Well, do you know what I yeah. loved is is Justin Rose walking to the clubhouse to get their their whole assignments for the playoff was just somber, was like talking to his caddy, not really talking to anybody else. Sergio's fiancé pops out of the crowd,
4: is high-fiving him like, come on, baby, you got this. We, we did get a tweet during that – he did golf exchange, saying, "This is weird. Why aren't you guys fight? I can't wait for football. I don't like hearing you guys fight about golf. There is some football news.
5: There is, there is some. There is breaking NFL news, my friend. Ooh, we Greg is going to be so excited to hear. That. Oh, Greg, you want to well, know what, what this are we is? Saying? Are you are you hype? Sure. Are you ready, Greg? Are you ready to get Lid? hype? Are you ready to get Lid. crunk, bro? Lit, Greg, Big Drew and Jim revealing to you." The full Lions preseason schedule.
4: Out as of two minutes ago. Oh,
6: oh Don't we
4: already know who no. they're playing? This is the no, first time. man.
6: This is fresh info. Fresh to death. Wait, we didn't already know who they were playing? No. They're playing Buffalo. But at the end yes, of the season because they, they have they're since what? They're playing Cleveland. Ocho. No, they're not, <laughs> they're not playing, playing Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, the Great Lakes Classic is off the table? It's dead. dead.
4: Drew dead. Are they playing the Stillers? No. no. Stillers. Drew, Run us through it.
5: Here we go, baby. Here's the rundown. First game of the preseason, Indianapolis. Jim Caldwell returns to his former home to try and beat up on his former team in a meaningless game. Second game of the preseason, the Jets? Another meaningless game. Week three. Hey, that's the first game at Ford Field of the year. At home, you guys can go to Ford Field and see the New England Patriots that's the dress rehearsal you get to see some tom brady oh yeah you're gonna see so much tom brady it's gonna hurt your eyeballs i don't know what i'm talking about anymore and then the final game of the preseason which greg actually called his buffalo Mm
4: -hmm. buffalo road game
5: so there you go there's your lions preseason schedule none of those games matter unless you're a big jake rudock fan
6: gonna see some jakey jake is that what you're telling me
5: oh jakey poo oh yeah so much of him you know, I actually had someone sit in my home this weekend and look at me and say, you know, I'm really excited to see what Jake Rudolph can do.
4: Did you tell Come them on. they had to leave?
5: I did. I did. did but you
6: show them the door. Well, you escorted them out. He has a
5: lease and his rooms upstairs in the house. So I it was it was tough. I just told uh, him to not be around me for a while.
6: All right. Eight, six, six, three, one, four, ninety six, ninety six. So there you go. There's your little bit of football news, OK? There's a little
5: wiggle on the dates for those preseason games um but they're they're in the order of the when, when they will be okay Scott says can't wait for the third game when the starters play we'll see the Patriots go against our positionless slash talentless defense
6: mm-hmm. well, it might not be talentless that's right
4: he's got to wait on the draft see future NFL starter Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> that's right. <sighs> All right. Um. By the way, just real quick, just
5: because Jimmy Garoppolo was yeah, brought yeah. up. Does anyone else think it's crazy? Hang on, just real quick, Jim. Don't roll your eyes. I just,
4: it wasn't No, at you, you rolled your eyes was, so was, hard, it, they went into the other room. It was at myself. How dare I have triggered Drew? Go ahead. No, I
5: just was going to ask, do you guys think it's crazy that the Patriots were asking for, like, the first overall pick for him when his contract is almost up and Brady wants to play six more years? I mean, wouldn't you have settled for a mid-round, first-round pick when you don't have, have no,
4: one? because... Teddy Bridgewater is going to happen again to somebody else, and they're gonna, yep. they're going to get their first round pick.
6: <clears throat> yep.
4: By the way, roommate John wants to make sure you
5: know he's not the Rudock fan. It's our other roommate.
4: Oh, I assumed it was the other
5: roommate. Yeah, you you know better about John.
6: Jeez, Drew, how many dudes do you have in your house? Hey,
5: you know who doesn't pay much? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Come on, man. We all got hustles.
4: But you have to live with people who like Jake Rudock. I do
5: have to live with someone who's
4: really excited to see what Jake Rudock can do. So save several hundred dollars a month, live with someone who believes in Jake Rudock. We all make sacrifices. (laughs) We
5: all make sacrifices to be able to do this radio job we love so much.
6: Yeah, I don't. Uh, 866-314-9696. I'm not taking in boarders.
4: We all don't uh, We don't have that side hustle on. We all right? don't drive Lexuses, all right, man? That's true. That's
6: true. <laughs> Someone's still trying
5: to make it. Just trying to eat out here, all right? I got a kid.
6: You know what's funny? I would rather live in my Lexus. <laughs> live with someone who's high on Jake Rudock. Yes. Family. Yes. No, my kids are fine. They can still live in there with me. Um, me. They get the back seat. I get the front.
5: Uh- <laughs> it's that roomy in a Lexus.
4: Yes, exactly. Lexus, so. pay
5: us the monies.
4: <laughs> All right, you want to talk the about monies. the last game at the Joe last night? Send us the Yeah, dollars. tell us how
5: you cried. Yeah, yeah let's hear about uh, how, how you cried. You tried, big, big baby. And then after you tell us how great it was, I'm going to dismantle it and tell you why it was subpar and clunky.
4: Yeah, please do that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> it was a clunky closing.
6: It, it really clunky. wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was it was a great theater, but it was just bad execution. Yeah.
5: I loved watching Riley Shane sign a bunch of worthless. Like, did Riley Shane signing things actually devalue it? I think so.
4: <laughs> That's so so mean. Do you to know sense. what's great? Hang on,
5: I don't think we've talked about this on the air yet. So, do you ever enter online contests and like you never expect to win them because it's an online contest, right? Sure. So, Allstate was doing one for the uh, the com- like commemorative pucks for the last season at the Joe, and it was like. Enter to win one from your local Allstate agent. I was like, ha! Why not? This will be a laugh. I get an email saying I won one. It's somewhere in Allen Park. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to pick it up. Because it's a it's commemorative puck, though, Jim.
4: You're not even going to pick it up? I, t- I don't know. Gonna, I should have picked it up when we were in town this I told week you you could have. You did not. I thought I did. I, I apologize. Said, I'm Big Drew. I'm here to pick up my puck. <laughs>
5: don't I look like a Big Drew? All 19 pounds of me? <laughs> That's right. Soaking wet. Anyway. Last night at the Joe. Last night at the Joe. Jim cried. Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Jim was weepy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It, it just. It was. Uh, it was a big night, you know.
4: Glorious! I think they sent it out in style. It, I thought last night was a constant reminder of the glory days, even on the ice. Like they actually played good hockey last night. They controlled the puck. They controlled the chances. They peppered shots on the net. It really did feel like. A reminder of the glory days. And obviously with all the legends walking around the building, you can't help but think back to you know the memories in the nineties and the early two thousands and the four Stanley Cups. I, I thought it was a lot of fun last night. Greg, you said you watched all of it.
6: I watched all of it. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I mean I, I look, found it acceptable. It was good. It was yeah, par. It was I mean I mean, what are you gonna do? You're you're trotting up a bunch of jocks up there who can barely speak. I thought Iserman did a good job. I thought Bowman was fine. Uh you know the whole thing you know the, the little round table with McCarty and Vernon I thought was kind of weird Me too. um but what are you supposed to do I mean these guys aren't actors and actresses and media personalities I gotta be honest I, I was hoping for more video footage from the early days you know and and all we got was just a couple of things um I'll be honest also the video they did was weak because I, I saw that agree one with that yeah when I was at the last, my last game was the eighth game remaining against Colorado Avalanche. They played that video and my wife and I looked at each other like, that's all they got? That's it? And they played it again last night. It's like, dude, go hire a video guy and make a really good video.
4: The one that NBC did I thought was better with Doc Emmerich voicing it over.
6: I agree. I
4: agree. There were you know, and I don't,
6: was anyone really actually crying over the loss of that building? It's. It was, it was more of a... It was more of a portion of your life closing. Like, when Tiger Stadium closed, I, I knew that um, that was my ballpark. Comerica Park's not for me. That's for young people. For the kids. Right? That's It is. I mean, sports is theoretically for kids. So, like, my kids will grow up only, well, they'll know the Joe. They went once or twice. But their deal will be Little Caesars Arena. Their deal is Comerica Park. Their deal is Ford Field. My deal was Tiger Stadium, the Silverdome. I would say the Joe cuz I never got to go to Olympia and and the Palace. You know, times change. Do you
1: realize after
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Tonight, when the Palace stops becoming the home of the Pistons, mm-hmm. the oldest arena slash stadium in Detroit will be Comerica Park. Yes.
6: Open in 2000. 17 years old. You know, I, I went into Ford Field on opening day. They got that thing all ripped to shreds putting in all the new suite stuff. All the new rich it's people only, amenities. Yeah, the rich people amenities. Um, and I was thinking, I said to my wife, I said, isn't it crazy? This place is almost 20 years old. Because it opened in 02. Mm-hmm. So it's, what, 15, 16 years old now. And, and the other thing that shocks me is this abandoning two arenas in two nights. I mean, at one point, we're going to have three arenas in this town. <laughs> three. And that doesn't count Coba, which still could be used if they needed to. I don't know. I I thought it was a nice send off, um, but I'm not emotional about buildings.
4: You know what I mean? I just but whatever. If you, but you know, but it's what happened in the building. That's why people were there. They weren't there to say goodbye to the trough. You know? Were the sure? they? They They were there to say goodbye you to sure? the memories that they witnessed in that building.
6: Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. What'd you think of the last night at the Joe last night? Did you cry like Jim? Did you get weepy? Did you do selfies of a tear coming down your face like Jim did last night? In the Jim crying Jordan statue? <laughs> We're still waiting on that one. If somebody else do make a water make
5: fountain, that'd be great.
6: 866-314-9696. It's great. All right, 866-314-9696. Greg, Big Drew, and Jim, are you mad that I'm tweeting about this plane passenger, Jim? No, I'm actually dying. I think it's hilarious. Well, okay, just real quick. And then we'll get well, let's get to the phone calls ask me about this this plane passenger later before we end the show I'll tell you a funny story 866-314-9696 talking about the closing ceremonies of the Joe last night I thought it went about as well as it could be expected these aren't professional entertainers you know I mean they are in a hockey sense but you know not when you put them up on a stage I thought it was cool to see some of the old guys the kid the guy that the, that I most wanted to see just because he was such a big part of that team when I was a kid your age Jim like 12 um, was Nick Libby. Do you remember him? You ever hear the name? No. I he, good old number 14 back in the 70s. Like when I was little, little. Oh, okay. I used Nick Libby was on the team. And he was my favorite player and he, they dragged him out of the mothballs last night. I mean,
4: they brought some of the old-timers back. Everybody was there. And I thought it was this constant reminder of how great the Red Wings franchise is, right? Because expand you know, with the Joe, you go back to late seventies, the eighties, mm-hmm. things weren't as great. But all those guys from the nineties and into the two thousands, and you're reminded, boy, things were pretty good here, and and you can't help and go they back will down, be again. Well, and they may be again. I mean, I remember also looking at it, going, this is also a reminder that the mighty have fallen, that those were the glory days that that's not the Red Wing team we have in front of us anymore. So it was a reminder of how great the franchise was, but it was also a reminder that the franchise had fallen. That's what last night was to me. I just remember when and the then, Red Wings were great, they didn't settle for anything, right? Well,
6: but the problem is, is when the Red Wings were great, they had a great owner who spent tons of money. The Red Wings can't be great again like that because they've ruined the game by adding a salary gap.
4: But, Greg, I just mean from the top down with Mike Gillich. They would not settle. When they first opened up Joe Louis Arena, they had terrible attendance. So they didn't settle. They said, you know what, we're going to give away a car per game. Is that stupid? Probably. But they wanted to get attendance up. It was a little crazy, a little desperate. When you're sneaking Russian players out of the country in the the dark of night, a little risky, maybe a little stupid, but you weren't going to settle for being mediocre. You go out and get Scotty Bowman. You sign Brett Hall and Luke Robitaille. You trade for Dominic Hasek. Those were big, bold, aggressive moves to not be stuck in mediocrity, to never settle. And and I just feel like right now all they've done is settle for like six well, years. Well,
6: hold on a minute. It's
4: when you have salary
6: caps in sports, that's legislated mediocrity. That's how they want it. They're not settling on an arena, they're building a new one.
4: I mean God. Yeah, but they're I, settling with Ken Holland. I know we got phone calls we want to get to. I think they're settling well, with Ken Holland. And I think last sorry. night the fans well, sent let's, that let's message. Expand on
6: that. Well, I know that gave you Major Wood, but I don't even know. Come that. home, Stevie. Uh, yeah, but the, the, I think they would have said that if the
4: Wings were in the final. Screw you, Kenny. I thought that was in they, there, too. Did you not hear that one? did not say that. Oh,
6: oh, oh, Calling a grown man Stevie is really cheesy uh, come anyway. Come on, it's
4: part of the chant. It sounds
6: better. It's Steve Wiserman. Just say it. Come home, Wiserman, and then don't – I don't know. I hate chants. Dear Steven, please come home. We really
4: miss you and feel you'd be a superior GM to our current situation. Great chant. I'm sure that would have caught on. Let's go to Jay. That would have been awesome,
6: Drew. That
4: would have been the perfect chant last night. If they could have coordinated that, then jeez. All right, Jay in Grand Rapids. What's going on, man? Hey, boys. How you
3: doing? Doing well. How are you? Good, man. Hey, so with the crowd chanting, to come home last night. Do you know
2: that Ken Holland was nowhere to be seen? He like
4: disappeared. He was in timeout, sitting alone. They showed him one time. Was
2: he too embarrassed, or he knew, or they know what's
5: coming? I don't think anything's coming. I, I, I think people like Jim who think that they're going to change GMs because they're changing arenas are are nuts. People are going to do exactly. They're going to do exactly what they do. Ken Holland has won four Stanley Cups with this team. And don't start the tweets. He only won three. He was with the team for four. No,
4: it's fine. Let's go with Jay's point here. Why didn't we see Ken Holland become a bigger part of last night's ceremonies? Well, you think it's because he's ashamed, oh, well, or because you thought well, he'd be booed? Well, uh, the let's, owner let's didn't take, get involved. Let's, well, let's take me out of it. Well, the owner passed. There's no, a new the owner. owner. The press box. Well, she, she was in the suite. Mike Wait Illich even. was the owner of the Joe. I mean, right? Chris but she was there in, every, every day. Other,
6: okay. I mean, they didn't. But who cares? Chris Illich could have easily gone down and said some words. Well, uh, they could have.
4: They very easily could have. And I believe the Illiches were mentioned time and time again, as was Jimmy yep. Devolano. But they never mentioned. Was Ken Holland mentioned by Iserman? Was he mentioned by, was by Bowman?
6: Scottie. Was he? Yeah, Scotty mentioned him twice. I don't. I don't think it is as sinister as you guys think. I don't think they were hiding. Well,
4: it. don't you guys don't lump well, me in fine. with him? Well, that's fine. I'm being sinister. I mean, yeah, give it it is him is guy Ill. But but I just want to know then the explanation. Why was he? He was visibly not a part of that,
6: and it, but and I don't think anybody was. I don't think the I don't think the Illich's were until they brought him up, and then everyone started chanting them. They weren't going to come down and say words. Did they do
4: something pregame with the Illiches?
6: I'm talking about the postgame okay. ceremony. I don't I don't know what happened pregame. Uh, Brett in Grand Haven, you're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Brett.
4: Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going well,
2: man. How's it going with you?
7: Good, good. Yeah, I was just commenting on the uh on the game last night. I'm twenty eight years old, you know, I've been a part of uh I feel like I've been a part of, you know, the, the golden years, whatever for the Red Wings. But uh Right, you're I part of this
5: generation that's never really had a bad memory of Joe Lewis Arena.
7: Exactly. So I, I feel like that's the most sad part was, you know, obviously seeing the new arena, which, you know, it needed I mean, it needed to happen. But uh but also, you know, the fact that the playoffs streak is now over from what I can remember. Um yeah, honest, honestly, though, I kept around to watch the end of it, really, because I wanted to see Eisenman drop a bombshell after say that he is coming home. He has taken over the team. I think that would have been awesome, but not as awesome as if uh, Darren McCarty or any of the co would have came out that, that they're coming back to the design line because this team is so soft. They need to, uh, I don't care if they bring McCarty back. He's got to be out there with one leg out there like Brownwell. As long as he hits people in fights, I really don't care.
6: That's just how I feel. Mm. Well, and what did you think when they brought Vladimir Konstantinov out? Oh. Well, I'll
2: tell you what, didn't go watch some of his videos on YouTube, I forgot how hard that
6: like I could hit. Oh no, but I mean, he looked like hell, didn't he? Yeah. Well I mean yeah. when they brought him out I was like, he doesn't look like he's getting any better. Not that I expect him to recover, but he looks I mean, it just didn't look he just didn't look good, I thought. I thought that was kind of um I'm glad he was there. And I think he comprehends more than he looks like he does because I saw him chatting with Iserman at one point. So, hopefully, you know, he is improving. Go ahead, Jim. You want to be nice or you're going to be a jerk now? No,
4: Jim's got to be nice to make up for what a jerk he's been the rest of the day. I mean, I'm a jerk for 98% of the show. And then I come through. Boom! We, we've got Logan's Roadhouse gift cards to give away. We're going to be giving these away over the next couple weeks at random times, so you've got to listen to the show to win them. $50, Logan's Roadhouse
5: yeah, go out there, get yourself one of those tie-dye roadhouse tees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, get yourself a great steak. You and the missus. You and the lady. Or if you're Jim, you can go twice by yourself.
4: That's right, maybe even three times. <laughs> I hate you so much. If you want to win this <laughs> gift card, call us at 866-314-9696. We'll do caller 10. 866-314-9696. Logan's Roadhouse, 866-314-9696. $50. Fifty. Fifty dollars.
5: Get that fried cheese and bacon burger, son. It's ridiculous.
6: Ooh. Ooh. You know what's what's sad though people don't know, like what goes on behind the scenes? You're totally trying to jimmy jack one of those coupons off him, Drew.
5: You know I am. Son, you know I am. You are That's not so behind radio the scenes. guy. That's up front.
4: <laughs> give me one of them gift cards before I smack you. Uh, there's a reason why people don't hand you the gift cards, Drew. Yeah, I'm yeah, aware, exactly. and that reason is stupid. Last week I was hey. given 16 Tigers tickets, okay? If we had given those to Drew, we would Drew give would them have been at every single game. That
5: home opener, it we, we would have making right. it rain.
6: <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because Drew's radio guy. Radio people, hold up, Hold up.
5: Hold up. That's hold what they up, do. <laughs> I'm old enough to know that if you don't take it when it's there, you're not going to get it.
4: This was so one of my first lessons it. in radio: was never turn down free anything. Yeah,
6: you learned that one <laughs> fast.
4: he will give it to you. Take it, man. All right, eight six
6: six 9696 six eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. We'll talk about uh, more about the closing of uh, the Joe last night. Datsuk didn't get much love, did he? No, no, no. Ooh. We'll
5: talk about the uh, another notable yeah. absence at the Joe last night. Plus, why Greg keeps fighting about people on planes.
6: (laughs) All I'm saying is this is all the passengers' fault. Ask me why next. It's 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 Greg (laughs) Big Drew Drew and and the FAA. Mm All right, it's Greg Big Drew and Jim. How are you? Everyone having a good day? I know Jim isn't, but he never does. What
4: do you mean? I'm having a what? great day.
6: Well, I mean you got everyone yelling at you on Twitter. That's a the great Twitters. day. You have Drew making fun of you on the Twitters.
5: That's not <laughs> a great day. It's a normal day.
6: By the way, the breaking news again, more breaking news. Steve Fisher has retired. The only Michigan basketball coach with a national title. Called it quits at San Diego State University. Why are you making that face? I was they've, confused. The I one... want to know
4: if that was right. It is right. He's the only one, right?
6: Yeah, they've never won another title.
4: <laughs>
6: is, is there a t- title t- I'm
4: missing? No, you're right. I just I was thinking. <laughs>
6: you're fine. I know. I'm like that. You don't have to think about that. I was going to hurt myself. Um. Yeah, there's no other Michigan national basketball titles. He's got all. Three um. On. So, you yelled at me in the break. Last break, you said, "Why are you fighting with these people about this airline guy?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video of this kid, this guy? <laughs> so I've only seen it from, like, the social yeah. media Hang on, so Fongers, explain it. it.
5: Fongers, if you can get some of this coverage up of this man who was removed from the United Airlines flight, apparently a doctor of some sort, but you'd think a doctor would be smart enough to not let this happen.
4: So, so hold on. Well, what happened? So, the so they, they
6: overbooked uh, the flight, right? Here's what happened. They overbooked the flight by four people. They needed to get a flight crew to Louisville on that flight to fly a plane the next morning. They asked four people to take uh, a, a voucher for 400 bucks and an overnight hotel stay, and then they were going to put them on the first flight out in the morning. So no one took it. <laughs> Everyone else was like, screw you. Have you ever melon. done that?
4: Have you been in that spot before? Oh,
6: I jump out of my seat and take vouchers. But now that I know that they'll keep raising it, I'm going to stay in my seat for a couple of rounds next time. Because they went from 400 to 800. This is United Airlines, right? And f- and and finally, no one would take the four seats. Everyone wanted to fly. So what they said was they went and generated randomly four names and asked those people to rebook and asked them to leave the plane. Three of the four got off. But um, one guy, um, an older Asian dude, didn't want to get off.
5: Like refused.
6: And refused right and he was screaming and they finally jimmy jacked him right out of that seat and dragged him off with a busted up lip dragged him off the plane number one i've never seen him make people get off a plane before so that was a mistake you're supposed to do that before they get on you know what i mean like you don't put someone in a seat and then ask them to leave. Mm-hmm. Usually they'll they'll announce it in the lobby, right? Yeah. And they'll say, "Hey, we're overbooked. Right. Anyone want to take a voucher?" You don't let them get in the seat because then you got to pull them off. So I thought that was the mistake. But I said on the plane that you know this passenger caused this. He's kind of at fault. Um, when you're asked to get off a plane, you get off the plane, right? There's a there's very few places you don't screw around in, and an airport's one of them. You know what I mean? They they have like I feel like if you're in an airport, they have broad powers to make your life a living hell. So, you just you got to take it when you're in an airport. If they add, so the guy says he's a doctor and he needs to see his patients, which which I'm fine with, but don't tell me doctors have never uh have never skipped rounds before or they send their buddy. You don't have to be there every morning unless you're in surgery, right? So this guy said he had to see his patients. So that so now everyone's like, oh, my God, the United's the worst of all time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Typical social media overreaction. I mean, if you're asked to get off a plane and they're going to hand you almost $1,000,
4: aren't you getting off?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, I mean, can we, <laughs> can we point out that this problem started because United doesn't know how to count, apparently? I mean, how do you overbook your no, plane? no.
6: They always do. It's a it's a very common industry. Every plane, uh, it's here, uh, anticipating people yeah, won't make it because people don't make it. People don't show up all the time. Um, I was reading. There's a guy out there who is uh, an expert in customer in customers' rights, uh, and he was quoted um, in this article saying, "Look, you know, forty six thousand people a year are asked to bump their seats." In their invite, this is this guy. He he works for the Department of Transportation, or no? I'm sorry. He is an advocate because let's face it, airlines have made mistakes in the past, right? You know, like snowstorms leaving guys on planes for ten hours because they can't get them. You know, to the thing. He said he said I'm not defending them, but airlines. Have broad discretion to remove paying passengers from planes. The guy wasn't leaving his seat, therefore, he was uncooperative, therefore, he was considered disruptive, and they removed
0: Judy. Was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: J-j-jumba.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: The legal agreement between you and an airline basically says, Drew, we can remove you at any time for any reason from one of our flights. And he says it happens routinely. Forty six thousand people last year were involuntarily denied
4: boarding. Now the guy that was perfectly off the legal. Plane.
6: It's, it says also, Jim, real quick. It's perfectly legal for an airline to overbook and sell more tickets than it has.
4: I just wanted to ask: Is he still getting the eight hundred dollars in the voucher? <laughs> well, he better. I mean,
6: and that people are running around going, "Oh, this guy's going to win a huge lawsuit." No, he's not. No, he's not. He's lucky. No, he's not going to win anything. He's, he's lucky, lucky he wasn't detained. Yeah, Get him a TV you're show. Right. All you
4: got to do is have a doctor in front of your name, right? <laughs> that's how Ken Jong did it.
6: But, I th- but you're, you know, that's the thing. Is, and, and, Drew, I mean, I think you would tend to side with this passenger in this case. But, you know, just because you're a little bit more uh, caring than I am I'm, I'm
5: a man of the people, if you will. However, right. I'm also someone who realizes that when we all are signing up for something online, like, for example, plane tickets you're buying on the Internet... They're like, do you accept our terms and conditions? Does anyone ever actually read the terms and conditions? Right, right. Because clearly this guy didn't, and clearly in their terms and conditions, it says, nah, man, we can beat the crap out of you.
4: Now, how do you pick the guy, though? Like, put yourself in the- They said it was random. Okay, but are you just- is it random, like- they do like a number generator, or you just go that guy. We can drag him out of his seat. Mm, Eenie meenie that dude. Because if you do that, they and all of a sudden computer. it's Rob Gronkowski, you're like, well, maybe we move to somebody else. Well, here's what happened too. They apparently he actually got, got peop- back on the flight.
6: I heard he did. I think someone might have gave up their seat for him. But I do love these um, tweets.
5: Jeff is sending us. Jeff says, "I made over five grand getting bumped last year. One of the benefits of being every bump a business
6: traveler." Exactly. You know, I would I would take every bump. I'd be like, hells, yeah. Um, but, you know, my whole deal is people are... Here's where um, common sense loses on social media. The airline, it's a bad look for them, but they didn't do anything criminal. The guy wouldn't get out of his seat. But social media wants to paint it like, oh, this poor doctor... He had to get off the plane. Fly- okay, yeah. You're not special because you're a doctor. Get off the plane. That's my point. And I'm sorry it happened to him. But if they walked up to you, Jim, and said, get off the plane, what would you do?
4: I right. I mean, I, I might disagree with them for a little bit, but eventually I'd get right. my ass up and walk off the plane.
5: Of course, well, you might sit- the one guy who's going to argue. I would pick right? a little
4: bit of a fight. I'd go, <laughs> wait, why me? What's going on here? i try to make up some story. I'm a doctor and a lawyer combination. I'm needed by two different people. I'm a lawyer, doctor. I, I <laughs> first I, of its kind.
5: I uh, advocate for the rights of internal organs. You're never going to believe this. And then operate on them. <laughs> and then when uh, they didn't believe
4: me, and they had a couple of goons come over to get me off the plane, I go, okay, fine. No one needs to make a scene. I'll walk off the plane. <laughs>
6: Look,
5: man, it's it's right. funny. We were joking about this uh, on Friday at the Tigers' home opener. You guys were approved for press passes to get into the Tigers' game. I was
6: not. Oh, here it comes again. I'm oh, also the guy who
5: gets searched. At, I'm also the guy who gets searched at the airport. <laughs> You know, you
4: I, think like I, I get it. I have a look. You're also the guy that when we first got hired, my background check went through right away. Yeah, and one of our bosses was like, hey, I haven't heard back on Drew yet. And he kind of looked at me. And I'm like, I don't know anything. I'm sure he's fine. I'm clean huh? as far as
5: you guys know. As far as anyone well, knows, I'm clean. And it's going to stay that way. But it, how about
6: how about this tweet, Drew? Yeah. Guy says, at first, I felt bad for the doctor getting pulled off the plane. But then he started screaming like a baby, and that's when I felt like he was trying to get a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, again, as the guy who gets searched, as the guy who gets turned down for things just because of the way I look, if somebody walks up to me on the plane, someone official goes, "Sir, get off the plane." Do you know what the first thing I say is? Yes. How fast? I don't want to move or too you fast. Could, you wouldn't ask a question like, Hell "Why?" No. Hell, yeah, no. I would I ask. Do you know what the TSA and Homeland Security can do to you for asking why? Yep. For any damn reason, the they
6: please. It, let's give the number, because I'm sure P, this is the big story today, is this this guy getting yanked off his plane. 866-314-9696, 866-314-9696. Now, they're also lumping this in, because United had that incident last week where the girl in the stockings got frisked.
5: Well, right, and, and United is taking a lot of heat for this, because while they do have the right to make these rules, that doesn't make them the right rules... And I don't disagree with that, but once the rules are in place, this is something we argue a lot on this show. Once the rules are in place, those are the rules, and you have to exist within those rules.
4: Right. So we also argue
5: on this show: should the rule exist? Right. And branding and and marketing, and this is a bad look for United as a brand.
6: Right. It's not. It's not a positive. There, I felt like their mistake was letting the people on the plane without having. Uh, without having. Figured out who was not was not flying. Well, how do they do that? How
4: how would you figure out if you were going to be overbooked based on who shows up or not? Right, because you don't checked in, right? Oh, well, Well, you check in. Yeah,
6: you check in, and they know. I mean, I've been in many situations where you know they'll say, "Hey, we're overbooked." You know, blah blah blah. Here's the thing, though. I wish that would happen to me because I feel like every time it happens and I have the chance to do it. Somebody runs up before me and takes the voucher before I can get my grubby hands on it.
4: Doesn't it depend why you're flying? Like, if you have to be somewhere tomorrow for work, if it's a vacation, no big deal. If I have to be
5: somewhere tomorrow for work, oh, sorry, boss, my flight got bumped. That's what what I do.
6: Well, you know, it's funny because we used to go to Florida at Christmas, and my wife's a teacher. You can't miss the last day of work before a vacation or the first day after. So we could never take the bump. I mean, I would have taken it and just said, hey, I'm going to stay here for the night. And, uh, but I, I never got that opportunity. But, you know, look, I'm just telling you right now, this is largely that guy's doing. He gets off the plane. He gets his voucher. Everything's fine. You don't own the plane. You don't own yourself when you're on the plane. They own you. You'll do as you're told. And that's just reality. Not trying to be a jerk. Get off the plane. We're all in
4: agreement, right? Get off the plane. I'm watching the video for the the first time, and they are, oh wow, they're just like dragging him (laughs) down the aisle. He looks like he's passed out, like he's refusing to move any limbs. Right, he's like a kid who doesn't want to do something, and they just make themselves.
6: He's throwing a temper tantrum. And what you can't see as you're watching it is he was screaming earlier too, like at the top of his lungs, shrieking. He wasn't saying anything; he was shrieking. So. 866-314-9696. Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. Are we being cold hearted? Was he was he or shrieking something like this?
3: Unacceptable!
6: Very very close to that. Yes. Uh, Jamie in Grand Rapids. You're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim.
7: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call.
6: What's up, man? Uh, um.
7: Yeah. No. Long ago, post nine eleven, we all gave up. Maybe unknowingly, but we all gave up our rights to reasonable search and seizure. Unlawful imprisonment and detainment.
5: As it pertains to airports, uh, mostly.
7: When it, when it pertains to TSA and Homeland Security and transportation, because in the interest of national security, you stamp that on anything. In the interest of national security, it's pretty much. Okay, but hold on. Can do whatever they, they do want.
6: It. They did this prior to 9-11. They would bump passengers. all I mean, this is not new.
7: That, right. But I'm talking about in today's day and age where everyone's like, oh, you know, because because the guy is, you know, not white and does not look like a Caucasian male, everyone's going to cry It's profiling and they did it on purpose. Right. And the same thing with the girl with the search and seizure. The thing is, is we gave that up long ago. Uh, to me, it's it's. I I I don't think it's it, it's not right just to bump people, but it is the way it is. it has Been that way a long time. Airlines are notorious for horrible service, right? Main, mainly customer service. So we should all be accustomed to that. Furthermore, this isn't going to go away anytime soon because of how litigious we are as a country. I mean, it's not going to go away, unfortunately. And
5: no, Jamie, and did it seem to you is, did it seem to you like this doctor had never seen a stand up comedian because every stand up comedian in the past, a uh, what? Eleven, fifteen years has now done a joke about TSA and getting searched.
7: Yeah, and I, and I can tell you this much: I deal with a lot of people who are physicians or lawyers, and, and they really, they really think they're way above most yes. individuals, and that includes uh, TSA and the FAA. And I'm sorry, but when you go toe to toe with a federal agency like that you're going to lose every time regardless of of what your title is in life so um, it stinks because he's probably humiliated but at the end of the day if if the TSA is telling me or if security is telling me I need to come off the plane I'm going to come off the plane because like Drew said any reason at all these guys can blacklist you Right. any reason at all whether it was right or wrong any reason at all if you don't move your ass off that plane
6: I'd like to be able to fly again in the future And, yeah, Jamie, the other three the people plane. got up and left. The other three people just, just got up and left. He thought he was above no. it. He didn't expect them to push it. Sh-
4: should no, they he, have not he, had to just keep raising the voucher, though? Like, at some point, someone on that plane should have taken it, right?
7: Just get off the plane I and guess. get all the free stuff in the world you want. I mean, you're not going to get a right. lawsuit. You're not going to get thousands oh, of Oh, no, dollars. listen, get I get understand. The plane, but wait, wait, wait.
4: Get the tickets. Get all that free stuff. When, when they're at the point where they're... Individually demanding you get off the plane, then yes, you need to get off the plane. My question is why did it get there so they needed what four people to step off this plane? How many people were on the plane two hundred and two hundred hundred and eighty you want it they, they could not come to a satisfactory dollar amount to to get four people to walk off that plane. they couldn't negotiate uh, uh, up high enough. everybody has a price yeah, right
6: yeah I agree and, and see that's the thing they definitely it's definitely a bad look. To not, because you could have gone to twelve hundred, you could have gone to sixteen hundred, whatever. Give him four vouchers. It's advisors. not worth get the bad the publicity
4: of having to drag Bingo. someone off a plane. Yeah.
6: So what it was was bad local management by whoever did that, uh, and let them even get on the plane before they had it resolved. And number two, you don't drag a guy off. You know what I'd have done? I'd have cleared the plane, and said we're just not going to fly then. Until you get off the plane. And then you would have had passengers going, idiot, get off. Get off. Yeah, <laughs> Get off the plane, dude. Come on, man. It's Cheers, it, man. We but you know and, and, and let me just tell you this, too. We don't know for sure the guy's a doctor. That's his story. you got to wait and you know, find out if he really was. Not that it matters because doctors miss rounds all the time. You know, I was, uh, my kid was in the hospital, and for three days we didn't see the doctor. He was supposed to come on rounds and never did.
4: So, stop. What would be the most important Brandon. job you could come up with? Yeah, right. What's exactly. Yeah. Hey, right, Brandon. What's going on, Brandon?
2: Hey, I I love this because when I was active duty out in Fort Lewis, Washington, I had to fly back to West Michigan all the time, and you'd fly in uniform. So, while well, all you peasants would be going through the search process <laughs> Us
5: commoners. Uh,
2: and I mean, we got treated a little differently. Yeah. I mean you we we, we shouldn't should. have to take off our boots if we if we weren't wearing seal toes and stuff like that. But when it comes to being asked to get off a plane, I probably had that announcement go on the plane or in the lot, I don't know, a hundred times and every time I was running. To get up there and get those vouchers because it was—I mean—as a broke private, that was extra money, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you, know you,
6: what, you know what? You know what? You should, should do, Brandon. It, knowing they overbook, you should almost try to buy a ticket on a flight cheap, and then not even really planning to go, and just go sit there and get bumped. <laughs> just because <laughs> I mean, they do this all overbooked time. flights, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, you know what? You laugh about it. There's somebody out there who's probably figured that out. Who who goes to the airports during travel season, and that's what. they're mm-hmm. But spring I mean, break. That's yeah, probably yeah. why.
6: Because spring break.
2: Yeah, yeah. But this this guy this guy obviously, um, like I said, I've blown a lot. But yeah, if you get asked by TSA to do anything, I you don't
5: do like it. it. You do it.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's it's dumb. I mean, we could argue that it's dumb. You shouldn't have
6: to, but that's not fact. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, though, though, what you're seeing. Here's what, here's what you see now, though. All these social justice warriors trying to justify. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like, are you uh, kidding? Get uh, off the plane. Right.
5: The reaction of United has been <laughs> crap. The way they handled right. him was kind of crap. But his reaction to begin with was garbage. TSA is telling you to get off the flight, man. Stop asking questions.
2: Well, at what point do they think TSA is going to look to somebody else and go, okay, well, he's a baby, so we're going to take this person off because that ain't going to happen.
5: Well, that was the other all baffling right? thing you're, to me was why not just pick someone else? Like, yeah, all, all right. right, cool. Look, man, no, you're crazy. This
6: yeah.
2: guy flexed that TSA and TSA went, mm, no, that's not how this works. Right.
6: Well, and, and then <laughs> you get into you get into that contest, you know, to see who's got the bigger one. No, you're getting off this plane, Dr. Boy, now. <laughs> that's what I mean. That happens. Unfortunately, it's a bad look all the way around. I think both sides look really dumb. But the fact of the matter is, United unfortunately has the right to do that. You know, that's what they're allowed to do. If you if they want you off your plane, get off the plane, take your voucher. But I think that's a great point, Jim. Just keep raising the price. Someone's taking that voucher at some point, yeah. and then they're going to be begging you for to take them off the plane.
4: Well, that's you know the thing. So, th- so I don't know what it got up to. I think you did. You throw out the number eight hundred earlier. Yeah. So yeah. go up to a thousand. No one's going to balk on a plane of two hundred people. Go to fifteen hundred. No one's going to balk, and someone is going to eventually give in to that price. Is it going to cost oh, them a little course. more than they wanted? Fine. The alternative, though, everybody's got a it's camera phone. A couple phone. hundred bucks. Yeah, everybody's got a camera phone, and if you end up having to create a scene, even if it's not as bad as this one. You just don't want to have a scene because everyone's going to you know, video it, and then it's going to become a story, and you're going to get bad publicity. Just just pay out a couple hundred bucks on top of the voucher, get somebody off the plane, and, right. and, and be on your way. But it got escalated, and when things get escalated, it ends up turning out poorly.
6: And so I got somebody here saying, Greg, you don't have to beat him up. And I'm like, they didn't. They were scuffling to get him out of his seat, and his head hit the armrest. That's what happened. They didn't, They weren't wailing on the guy in, in 17C. <laughs> they just were trying to pull him out of the seat. I'm sure they wish they hadn't bloodied him. Right. Uh, <laughs>
5: Jeff tweeted and said, Greg's right, tweeted to at Greg Drew and Jim. Greg's right. Oh, I travel you. all year, but when you get to spring break season,
6: that is when you get bumped on any flight. Yes, and be prepared, man. Like, I, I, I say Christmas because I used to fly at Christmas all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. Bumped, yes. Hells Thanks, to the Thanksgiving,
5: yeah. Christmas, spring break,
6: yeah. Any yeah. travel season, and you know. And unfortunately, the guy, the, look, neither side handled it correctly. No you one behaved like, like adults, you know. I know exactly. I, and that's the whole thing. Act like an adult. Everything's going to be fine. All right, we got to go. Right. I guess. so. Mm. Okay, we'll have fun at the gym, boys. Go, yeah. Drew and, and I are going to work out together. Best buds. Friends forever. Right. We'll have a good time. We'll see you tomorrow at three. Thanks for listening. This is Greg, Big Drew, and Jim.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
8: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.